the boat. Bye-bye for me. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Scrap City Sports, your one stop for all your Chicago sports needs. I'm your fill-in host today, Christopher, joined by Chef Roy and always my brother, Carmen. What's going on, boys? We're back. God, it feels like it's been such a long time since I've done it. I don't know if you guys have done one since. I think so, right? I, you know, I wasn't here the last one, so it does feel like it's been a little while for me, yeah, too. It feels, but like it's, it's been... it feels good to be back. Feels like years. <laughs> I'm always here. You guys can't really do this without me. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you guys hear recently that the uh, sport of ultimate frisbee was approved for actual Olympic games. Olympic games? Are you serious? I don't know if it's going to be in Rio. I don't know if it's going to if it's approved that quickly, but it has has been approved for Olympic stature. I guess you would say. Well, I guess yeah. that's, that's another one of the sports that I'll never go pro and go pro in <laughs> based on my frisbee Has ability it, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, apparently from what I've learned from ultimate frisbee people who know what's going on that there's different throws for different situations in the game. Like, does anyone know the everyone know the premise of how you play ultimate frisbee? I watched a couple highlights. It looks kind of like a mixture between football and soccer, uh, but you're using a frisbee, so. Um, Kind of, kind of strange to me. I haven't read all the rules or don't know the intricates about the sport, but um, I'm guessing it's not just here. Let me throw a frisbee at another guy, right? Well, it's it, it's kind of set up like like say more like a like a soccer game where you know you have an offense and a defense. Yeah. But one of the main things is is like when you when you when you have the frisbee, you have to stop. Like you can't be running with the frisbee. Okay. And also, if you drop the frisbee, it's automatically changed the possession. So, like, you know, if I'm passing it to you, Roy, and you're running out for a fly pattern and you drop it, it's a dead spot. Other teams' ball, other teams' frisbee going the opposite direction. And you oh. have two end zones, basically. But there's different throws. I forgot what the names of the, the terms for the throws are. But, yeah, there's different throws based on, like, if you're going to loft it, it's going to be a line drive, it's going to curve in. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, they had it, they had it on TV, like ESPN2 or something like that a couple of weeks ago. I was watching it. It's, it's a pretty fascinating game. And what's, what's cool about it is it looks like anyone who can, Basically, you know, run it can play the game because I mean it's 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 basically just like 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 live, live action frisbee, you know, like yeah. just run around, throw a frisbee around, and that's it. But you got defenses that try and stop you. Like I can definitely throw a curved frisbee. It may not be accurate. Well, no, yeah, there was one of them that's a, that's that is a curved frisbee. But I, like I said, I forgot the name of what they call it, like a, the hammer throw or something like that. It's <laughs> yes, it sounds really awesome though. Whatever it is, is it intense? I mean, are people that just like getting into it, like. Yeah, I mean, like a football game almost. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, but you, I mean, that's the thing though. Is like when I when I was watching these because it's like the f- national championships on ESPN two. I mean, all the all the guys because it was men's. All the guys that were playing were like like they looked like they were all like ex soccer players of that build of like you know t- taller, very lean. Like you know, you're running. I mean, right, you're, you're basically running playing the soccer game, but yet you have the same speed that you would in a football game where it's like you know once the once the frisbee's in the air, I mean, you're running as fast as you can right, at right, a certain right. point. So. I know it's a pretty it's a pretty cool sport. I think that's a good a good add to the Olympic repertoire of games because that's a it's a pretty exciting sport and like I said it gives anybody a shot to play it. Like I mean you you know ever most people grow up throwing a frisbee whether you can throw it or not. I mean you could still right you'll still try it at one point. In your yeah, life, you, right. but you can still play catch with it. Like so I mean you still can sort of qualify to play. I mean I know it's pretty. I think it's pretty. Cool What's the sport. scoring system like? Is it like a touchdown or? I have no idea. Yeah, that I don't know. I I think it's something. It's something high because when I first started watching it, I glanced at the score and it was like 
50 something to 60 something. And at first I thought they were playing soccer. I was like, holy cow, what the, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of game is this? But then I realized it was, it was ultimate frisbee. So I'm assuming it's not by ones. It's probably something yeah, a else. Soccer game like that, you know, that goalie's getting pulled. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah at that point, 40 there's, goals, there's no goalie at that point. <laughs> so, so does this mean that there, there's, there's a slim shot of, uh, of getting bags, uh, uh, bags or cornhole into the Olympics or what? I mean, where, do, where does it end and where does it stop? Uh, Seriously, man. Because, I mean, you know, some of the, I mean, you look at, there's like power walking competition in, in Olympics. It's like, really? They're having everything <laughs> you, you in there can't, It's not like walking or running. It's And there's weird rules. Like you can't, your your foot actually can't leave the pavement in power walking, which is weird. But if you actually watch it on TV, it just, it, it literally looks like, I, I don't know, I don't know the term that you would use, but it just, it, it literally looks like any competitor in a power walking competition just looks like they're femininely walking. It's really weird. So wait, your foot can't leave the pavement. But you have to walk as fast as you possibly can. It's How real- is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But um, anyways, oh, enough enough of these these light and, and laughter situa- uh, conversations here. But uh, we should probably address the elephant in the room. And that is the whole... Patrick Kane situation here. PK. Do we really have to talk about it? I mean... I mean, is it necessary? I mean, we got to. Okay. We got to. I think we owe the the, the people people at Scrap City Sports, I think we owe them the uh, privilege of hearing (sighs) our opinions about the situation. I don't know. When I first heard about it, David, I I, I sent you guys a message and I was like, wow, like what's going on now? I mean, obviously, PK's had a few things going on before in his career and now you hear something like this and you're just like, well, what, Really? Especially, you know, coming off a nice Stanley Cup run. I mean, speaking of the, speaking of the Stanley Cup run, do you guys think that this whole situation, or um, or you know, the his investigation or allegations against him, have put a damper on the Hawks Cup run? I mean, in their championship that they that they won, you know, not even two months ago. I don't think it'll put a damper on their run. I mean, it's the Hawks as a team won the cup, not Patrick Kane. I mean, yeah, granted, it's going to be like a dark cloud over it. It's going to be like, hey, this guy played for a, for a championship caliber team, and this is what you have on your team. Of course, it's going to, you know, but I mean, obviously, he's proven, in, he's innocent until proven guilty, right? To what's going on here. Right. Enlighten us on what exactly is going on here, though. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess we'll basically let's start out with the facts. What do we, what do we know about the case uh, from, from both sides of the The facts is uh, apparently last, uh, last Saturday, August, I think it was August 2nd, uh, was a date. Uh, Patrick Kane was at the Sky Bar in, uh, in, in Hamburg, New York, which is like a little, um, subdivision or a little, uh, suburb of, uh, Buffalo, New York. But, uh, he was at a, I, I don't know if you would say one of his favorite bars there, but one that he frequents quite often called Sky Bar. Uh, he was there until three o'clock in the morning ish, somewhere around there, a.m. And, um, he left there, went to his house. Uh, there was an after party at his house, and apparently from there there was uh, some some um, some actions that took place that were not, uh, I guess you would say, legal. We don't know that for sure, one hundred percent, but uh, that's the allegations. And then um, after that, um, you know, we got the reports saying that you know the the police were called and and uh investigation was being done on on Patrick Kane and his well not necessarily on Patrick Kane what what the Buffalo news or the Buffalo police uh department when they released their their um their info on it you know whatever the the news that they did leak 
uh, out or what they said to the media was that they were doing an investigation on Patrick Kane's home, not necessarily Patrick Kane. So that might be a big clue that it's not directly linked to Patrick Kane. And, you know, what we hope as Chicago Blackhawks fans is that, you know, that it's not directly linked to Patrick Kane. And unfortunately, um, you know, it is somebody else in his, uh, I guess, entourage, you would call it, um, that committed the the crime, uh, if there was a crime committed, uh, you know, which is unfortunate for, you know, the victim at hand, of, of course. Of course, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, that's exactly what we know now. And then, um, you know, earlier uh, this morning, uh, a little bit more uh, news was, uh, was released saying that um, the victim had visible bite marks and bite, mar- bite marks on her shoulder and scratches on her leg. So, um, you know, that's what, that's, that's what we know currently right now. We don't know. And I, I guess uh, she went to the hospital that night, uh, to have a, uh, sexual assault or rape, uh, ra- rape test done on her. And, uh, we don't know the results of that test yet, but, um, that's uh, that's that's currently where we're at right now. Well, so, I mean, I guess hearing that maybe Patrick isn't directly involved with it is a good sign. But just the fact that he had it around him, whether it be, I mean, it, it's never good to hear that it's around him, period. You know what I mean? You don't want that kind of, especially a guy of his stature, of his fame, to be around any of that crap. You know what I mean? It, it, regardless if he had anything to do with it or not, it was still in his home, which doesn't look right. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we would I mean I personally wouldn't want it to like even if I had if that happened in my house, I wouldn't want nobody to think, Well, Roy had a rapist in his house, you know, or whatever the case may be. Right. And you know, it's just it, it's there's a there's a lot of people that want to quickly defend Patrick Kane. Naturally. And you know, everybody here, you know, everybody here is a fan of Patrick Kane. I mean, you know, we see we see what he's done for the for the city and for the organization and for the game of hockey. I mean, he's basically the face of the NHL right now. Him and him and Jonathan Taves are the faces uh, of the NHL, and, and, and Co- they're on the cover of uh, what, EA Sports NHL, NHL 16. 16. Both yeah. of them. So you know, it, it's just a shame to have this happen. You know, considering we were we thought as as Blackhawks fans that we are past this from his previous incident. Um, what was that? His summer of uh, 2010 with the cab driver with the cab driver in Buffalo, where he roughed them up or whatever. 2009. 2009. Um, so it was, uh, you know, we, we thought we were past it. And uh, unfortunately, you know, this this has popped up. And, and um, I mean, especially like you say we passed, especially if you got someone like Coach Q saying, oh, you know, Patrick's matured so much, you know, whether in age and in his career and just as a person, he's growing up. And then you hear something like this. And it's just like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's Come just. Come on, Patrick. You're making your coach look dumb. You're making yourself look dumb. Like regardless if you had anything to do with the situation or not. Like, I always say, man, you got to surround yourself with good people. You know what I mean? Especially if someone like him. I mean, look, I mean, the chef's popular as it comes. And I don't put crap people around me. You know what I mean? So I know what Patrick's going through. Yeah, right. But, you know, you, you got to imagine, you know, you're Patrick Kane. He's probably one of the biggest, you know, uh, celebrities or sports icons to come out of Buffalo, New York area uh, in quite some time. And especially in the, you know, you know, present day. Um, 
So, you know, Buffalo is not a big town. I, I know at least one person from Chicago that's moved there that I've talked to since, and it's kind of more like a, a really laid-back type atmosphere. It's nothing compared to Chicago. I mean, Chicago, let's face it, third biggest city in the country. So, you know, it's a, it's a hustle-and-bustle type city here and compared, uh, compared to Buffalo where it's more laid-back, kind of the the whole small neighborhood feel type type town. So, you know, like, when almost like, kind of like a suburb feeling, isn't right? It? When Patrick Kane rolls through there, I mean, three, three times Stanley Cup winner. Um, basically, that, that would be that's probably like the equal to LeBron James going through Akron, Ohio. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's just, no, it, right. it's a, it, you know, everybody stops what they're doing, you know, and let's go see LeBron. And, and someone's like, he shut down the town just to see that guy, right? So, you know, I, I, he's probably like, you know, Jesus walking on water in Buffalo. So, you know, he rolls through like he owns the place, and I guess rightfully so. Uh, you know, a hometown kid, if I won the Stanley Cup, <laughs> we, we, you know, people would be stopping here too, but, um, kind of where studios be shut yeah, down you know, right now. You know, it's, 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 uh, I, you know, I, I don't even know how to describe, you know, my, my thoughts and feelings of the situation, but, you know, I guess, I guess it's just a, a, a shame considering, you know the the big deal that he just got with you know with his line mate and his his uh, co superstar buddy uh, Jonathan Taves. You know what was it eight year eighty eight million dollar deal? Yep, it hasn't kicked in yet officially. Right. So you know if you you would just think that he's a, you know the Blackhawks had to had to have thought and known that he was a lot more mature and a lot smarter of a guy. You know, being that he's twenty six, twenty seven years old right now compared to how he was. You know. Uh, five, six years ago when he had his first incident, you know, to be able to give him that kind of money that, you know, and and, and the Taves and Kane contract was uh, a precedent at the time when they signed it, you know, for, uh, you know, as far as, as far as amount of money um, given to an NHL player. And, um, you know, it's just what's going to happen with this, you know, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, it's, it's just, it's it's when it's when something like this is tied to your name, it's just never a good situation. Especially you know even if he is exonerated from from the charges and from you know from uh, from the allegations, it's just it's it's not a good look for Patrick Kane. It's not a good look for the Blackhawks. Um, and, and you know it's it, it's it's just a shame, honestly, for one of the brightest and uh you know brightest stars in the NHL going forward. You know it's just not a good look for him. Well, I mean, I guess here's the thing, though, is, is everybody is automatically jumping on Patrick Kane for the fact of, you know, he's got this record of being a bad boy and you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and let's just let's just let's go out. I mean, what has he actually what has he actually done wrong? Oh, take away the rape charge right now. I mean, he was disorderly conduct in the taxi cab. Right. Right. What else? Is there anything else? That's about it. Yeah, that's like the he's, he's getting this like he's like this party animal, uncontrollable kid. When okay, he had a little bit too much to drink and he did something stupid in the taxi cab. That's it, right? I mean, like all of a sudden you're painting him as oh my god, he he must have raped this this girl because you know he he damaged the taxi cab back in you know seven six years ago. I mean, it just just to me is jumping from one one thing to the other when when you know three three months ago when he was you know coming off of injury and helping the, the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup, everyone was loving it. But now all of a sudden it's a downtime that you know he he gets linked to something bad that you know all of a sudden he's automatically done it. Which, you know, I mean, I'm not placing blame on the victim by any means, 
But at the same time, there's reports of her being underage. There's, there's reports of her father being a lawyer, all these things. It, it just, things don't seem to add up as far as, you know, I mean, you, you, the, the things we know in this, in this case are Patrick Kane was drinking at a bar in Buffalo and he takes, a, takes this girl home and there's an accused rape. That's really all, all the details we know. We don't know how much they were drinking. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't know times. We don't, we don't know really anything. It's all speculation because there's no official report of anything. Well, fr- from, from the Buffalo news, uh, Dan Herbeck and, uh, Lou, uh, I'm sorry if I butcher his last name, but Michael, um, apparently this is what ha- was released from the Buffalo news this morning. Um, is that the woman, uh, that alleges Kane, uh, invited her to, and her female friend, uh, to his home for a private party after they met, uh, him last Saturday night at the Sky Bar, a popular, uh, like I said, a popular nightclub in the Franklin Street area um, of Hamburg. And then shortly after, uh, she and her friend arrived at Kane's house uh, on Old Lakeshore Road. The accuser alleges that she went by herself into another room where Kane followed her, overpowered her, and raped her, the source said. Um, and then the woman left Kane's home with her friend and used the cell phone to call a relative immediately after the alleged attack. Uh, she then went to the local hospital for examination and police were called afterwards, the source said. The alleged attack occurred at about 4 a.m. last Sunday, about an hour after Kane was seen leaving the Sky Bar at 3 a.m. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, like I said, it's all, all plausible. And, and, you know, I mean, I guess the, the thing is, is everyone's like, well, you know, if you could have it, did he really do it? Did he not really do it? Well, I mean, I, I could see the idea of like, oh, some, some girl, however old she is, Wants to go check out his house. Patrick Kane's like, "Hey, let me show you around." And all of a sudden, they end up in a bedroom. He closes the door. And, I mean, obviously, he's stronger than her, so it could theoretically happen. But it also could be completely. They could have just had, you know, a, a good time, consensual. Yeah, they could have just had a good time, and then she realizes, "Oh my, you know, her, you know, somebody mentions, oh my god, it's Patrick Kane.' You know, blah blah blah. We can we can make this off like he hurt you or he did this unwillingly to you and get a bunch of money because he just signed a huge contract. I mean, it can go both ways, and I'm not saying which way is right or which way is wrong, but those are the facts that we know, and unfortunately, it we're not going to be able to really say much about it other than the fact that we got to wait to see when all the facts are out because, you know, without without the real full 100% story on this, it's all speculation. Right. I mean, it's all speculation. And, and another side note, um, I guess there was uh, the uh, the owner of the Sky Bar, which Patrick Kane was last le- uh, seen leaving prior to the whole allegations of rape uh, and sexual assault, is that the, the, the owner of Sky Bar was there present at the night that Kane was there with uh, the supposed victim. And, um, you know, if she is underage, I guess there's a big no-no for the, for the, for the bar or club that, uh, that the, the owner is part of. But... Um, apparently that Patrick Kane was there. He wasn't being over obnoxiously drunk. He had maybe, um, two or three drinks and a couple shots of alcohol. And then, uh, during the, during the course of the night, uh, this victim, the victim was supposedly, you know, all over Patrick Kane. She was even pushing other women off of him, um, you know, to basically like defend her territory, if you want to say that, um, and then you know after that they left, and then you know uh, what happened. Uh, I guess is, is 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 completely unclear at this point. But you know if you're if you're in a, if you're in a bar, and I understand that the, you know Patrick Kane should know better. But uh, you know if you're if you're in a bar where normally they're uh, you know past a certain time they're carting you know they're 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 checking IDs uh, at the 
for people at the door to get in to make sure they they are of age to consume alcohol and uh, partake in adult activities. Um, you know, you you have the assumption that they are they are over twenty one. So I'm not I'm not saying that you know Patrick Kane is right or wrong. Um, you know, it's just you have that s- sort of assumption when you are in a place like that, and you know you're getting carded to go into it. Um, you know that everybody is of age to consume alcohol. You know, in the in the United States, and you know it, it it's kind of a gray area. You know, as far as I'm concerned, because. Um, it's just an unfortunate incident, you know. You, I'm sure he thought that she was of age. You know, it's like, how do you, you know, granted, how do you politely ask somebody for their ID? But I guess if you're, if you're, if you're the stature of Patrick Kane, probably something you should be doing, uh, if not personally, maybe somebody in your entourage that apparently Kane does travel with a quite a large entourage of of people. So, you know, he he should have been a little bit more aware of his surroundings. I guess you would say. Um, and who he was with and who he was taking home with him, uh, you know, if the two girls were underage, um, and obviously the one that was the actual victim, uh, supposedly is underage, but yeah, it's just, it, it's just, it, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. And I, you know, honestly, I'm more mad at Patrick King cause that you would think that he'd be smarter than that. Um, you know, we just don't want, you know, uh, uh, such a young, um, superstar like that to have to go through, something like this, um, you know, you would think that he'd be a little bit smarter than that, especially after, you know, after, you know, we've seen him mature over the, over the last, you know, five, six years from where he was with the whole cab driver thing to, to where he is now. And, you know, all the, for the most part, he says, you know, at every post-game interview or whatever, you know, after a win, after a loss, he says all the right things. I mean, granted, you know, as a professional athlete, you you you, sh- you should know how to you know respond to reporters. But you, you kind of saw a little bit more from him recently. Um, but you know, it's just an unfortunate unfortunate uh, incident that's happened, and you know, a situation that us Chicago uh, Blackhawks fans are dealing with, and Patrick Kane himself. But you know, it's just a gut wrenching time right now because you know every day something new comes out, um, and you're unsure if it's going to be good news or bad news right. or or what it is, and. You know, it's a, unfortunate to think that, you know, us as Blackhawks fans that, you know, our main our main thought and focus is, is he going to be able to play this season? And how much <laughs> is he going to be able to play? But, you know, it's it, we just hope that it is just a, kind of a money grab and, and, and nobody was actually really hurt, you know, by this. And, and it was it's just a, it's just a ploy like like uh, Carmen was mentioning um you know, so we just hope that this is quickly resolved and and not swept under the rug. But the the truth comes out at least. You know, if, if he did it, then shame on him. We could uh you know deal with that situation when he comes. But if not, then you know this girl needs to go away and, and, and let us bask in our glory of championship uh, hockey team here. So. Well, it's just unfortunate when you have like people like him, just stars like that, where things like this come up in your life. You know what I mean? Like where. People try to accuse you of doing something, kind of try to bring you down a bit and take advantage of your hard earnings and what you've earned. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, like you said, the truth comes out. And hopefully, when the truth comes out, it's Patrick's good. Yeah. He's a clean guy that we know he is. And hope. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, let's just, let's just hope because, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Christopher's sentiments about just, you know, being more disappointed in Patrick Kane, even putting himself in, in the, in the, 
you know, the Blackhawks and the franchise and all their fans through this is, is just kind of crazy for him. You, you'd hope... You hope with the success he's had, he's be able to learn from his. And you gotta, you gotta think mistakes. that Jonathan Taves, you know, a guy at a guy when he's on vacation by Machu Picchu, is taking pictures with fans that you know that notice him in the crowd, and you know, telling them to, you know, tur- you know, turn a certain way so they could get a good you know view of the scenery behind them, um, stuff like that. He's probably shaking his head like he's a go- Jonathan Taves is a golden boy. You know, yeah, he, probably, he, is, <laughs> he he sneezes and, and community awards are given to him. So, um, you know, it's just a shame. And, uh, you know, we're not going to elaborate too much on that. We're not going to get into speculation and all that stuff. We just wanted to get, get that out there um, and, and, you know, voice our, our opinions and feelings on that. But, you know, uh, we're going to move on a little bit to, uh, to some Chicago baseball. It's a, it's it's uh it's unfortunate we don't have two songs to play right now. We only got one with the uh with the with the car off the with the black studio uh, board over there, man. The black cloud hanging over the uh, Chicago White Sox here, and they're as they're sliding away from that second wild card spot, and the Cubs just shining right now. They are just they're on a roll. Uh, they've won nine out of the last ten games. They just swept the 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 defending champion. And uh, and they were. I mean, at, when they started the series, they were you know in the second wild card spot, or or I think they were in the second wild card spot, right? The yeah, Giants. Giants yes, they, they were. Like they were. They were. And the Cubs uh, swept them, and now they are three and a half up in that second wild card spot, which is huge. As much as I despise the Cubs, there's no you can't take away what they're doing right now. All that those those years of just being terrible is finally paying off for them. They're their young team is blossoming right in front of them, and there's nothing you can really say. But I mean, you tip your hat to them. I, I, I'm a White Sox fan, yes, but I'm also a baseball fan. I'm going to tip my hat and say, "Hey, good for you guys, man. You guys deserve it. You guys have earned it. You guys are not. You do, wins are not being given to them. You know what I mean? They're earning it every step of the way. And hey, when you got a good manager and good ball players that are just playing good, I mean, they're they're giving it their all. I mean, there's a lot of these young guys have never been there before. You know what I mean? So they're they're doing their thing. You can't can't take it away from them. Yeah, what's what's crazy to me is it's the first time in a long time since what two? I don't even know the year, but oh, like, three is the last time they were relevant. Yeah, but like now, like I mean, can you imagine being a fan of of, of the Cubs and having to know like, okay, you don't care if they win or lose. Actually, you want them to lose just because you get higher draft picks. Where now it's like every game matters to them. Yeah, and that that fever, you know, the the, the longer it lasts, it just builds and builds and builds, especially for. A, a franchise that that starred for some success. It's just, it's, it's cool to see. I mean, as much as, you know, I don't like the Cubs because I'm a White Sox fan. I just, I appreciate the fact of like how, you know, Theo Epstein and his bunch went about building their team and how it's transpiring. And I don't even think Theo Epstein fully believed that this would be a year that they'd actually make a run at something. Because I, I think that even with the signing of John Lester and the moves that they made, I think that they thought hey, still maybe a year or two away. I mean, they they were hope maybe they can get like some sort of relevancy back, maybe miss the playoffs by a little couple games or whatever. But 
to be, I mean, to be where they're at at this point in the season is pretty remarkable, and it's really cool to see. Especially with the, what's scary about it is the youth that they have on that team. I mean, this if they get they learn this the the way to win this quickly now. I mean, think about how long this can last. I mean, this this could. You know they could be, you know they could be for the next ten years making the playoffs every year and be competing for for a world championship, which is just it's cool for the city, it's cool for Chicago Cubs fans. I mean, if anyone deserves it, they kind of do. I mean, how long has it was been? One hundred and six years? How long it's been? Or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, two hundred years or whatever. To me, it's like the loyal Cubs fans deserves it because then you got all the Cubs fans who are the coming out of the woodworks yeah, now, but, but, but and you'll like, see them posting the W's on Facebook and this and like, dude, but, like where were you when they were like winning forty five games a couple of years ago? But but, that, but stay that, loyal, but that's man. A, but that's the thing though. Is that I mean. You have in every sport. You have those people. You know, I mean, look, look, look at Bears fans, for example. I mean, you know, you, you have you, Bears have a huge following, but you have the fans that sit there and you know they they, they dedicate their Sunday to watching Bears games. And you got the fans that come out if they make the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're you know they watch football. You know, everyone's a huge football fan come Super Bowl time. It's like it's the same thing with the Stanley Cup. It's like okay, you know, nobody, you know, how many people on Facebook that are ready? You know, and the number of games left, the number of wins left to the to the, to the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup. It's like. Those people weren't watching during the regular season. No. Yeah. yeah, where were like, you at? They weren't watching November like, so, I mean, uh, hockey games. Yeah, like, so, so I mean, every sport has that where it's like you know you've got your you've got your diehards, which is you know say forty percent of your, your your fan base. Then you got the other the other sixty percent is the people that jump on when they're doing successful. Which I mean, I, I'm okay with that at this point because it's like whatever. You know, I don't have to prove to anybody else. I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan. I don't have to prove to anybody else. I watch every Blackhawks game. I don't have to prove any of that. I know. That's all. It's good. Like you know, like uh, whatever. The more the merrier. If you want to, you know, like it, it, like it's like when I went after uh, after they won the last Stanley Cup and I went to go get T-shirts. It was like the line at the store was like three or four hundred people long, and it looked like people had never seen a hockey game a day in their life. But you know, it's something <laughs> cool and whatever. You know, I, I I love promoting the Chicago sports. So you know, the more the merrier. I mean, right. you know, hopefully you think okay. So say like say like they get ten thousand extra fans for the Stanley Cup run or twenty thousand extra fans, and say they keep. A thousand of those, like you know, they turn those twenty thousand casual fans into now a two thousand diehard fans. That's two thousand more fans that they had that are going to go to games, and you know, it's just it's good for everybody. So I'm not I'm not bitter by that at all. So one remarkable thing about the Cubs is that you know they are in the the NL uh, NL Central. NL Central, and you know they're in a division with the, the Brewers, the Reds, the Pirates, and the Cardinals, um, and they are they're in third place, right? Yeah, you're thinking nine games out or something like that. At they're first. yeah, they're they are it's a tough division. They're eight man. and a half games currently out. Uh, but if you look at it, the Cubs are sixty two and forty eight currently. If you took their record and put them in any other division in baseball, besides uh, let me see, besides the AL Central with the Kansas City Royals, who might arguably be the best team in the in, in, baseball. in, in the base in baseball, they would be in first place. They would be in first place in the in the AL East. They would be in first place in the NL, uh, AL West. They would be in first place in the NL East. They would be in first place in the NL West. So, I mean, with their record and how they're playing, uh, for them to be in third place is is, is kind of laughable, um, especially because of um, of the division that they're in. I mean, the Pirates are a team that's not, they are not a joke, and the, the, the Cardinals are perennial, one of the best teams in the majors. So, um, you I know, mean, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see, you know, even if they don't ultimately reach their, their main goal, uh, winning a World Series championship this year, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, uh, it's going to be a trip to see how they could climb the, 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 the pecking order in the, in the NL. 
Central because we know that the Cardinals are you know always going to be there, and the Pirates have been good for last for, couple a, last for, for a couple years now. So it's it's going to be funny to see how how they could how they can arrange themselves at the top of this division and you know ultimately get to that top goal that they're they're trying to achieve. Question is is speaking of divisions and and you know top of the food chain and all that good stuff. What's the what do you think of the, is the bigger nemesis to Chicago sports? Is it the St. Louis Cardinals, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Green Bay Packers? Green Bay Packers. You think so? Yeah, I think the Green Bay well, Packers, man. You got to think because Chicago yeah, we've seen the we've seen the Blackhawks win, you know, three Stanley Cups in the last six years, and you know, we've seen how many people come out to the rallies and support the Hawks. But if the Bears were to win a Super Bowl title in this uh, modern era here, um, you would not see anything come even close to, to to that because you know, like I said, we've seen the Blackhawks win, and how many millions of people come out to the Blackhawks championship rallies. If the Bears won. It would be ridiculous. I you you would probably not have any businesses open <laughs> if that were to ever happen because everybody would be there, you know, uh, uh, celebrating with the Chicago Bears. Chicago is a football town, and for the Bears, you know, everybody roots for the Bears and the Bulls and the Blackhawks. the The city is divided between the Cubs and the White Sox. Uh, probably a, a little bit more majority going to the Cubs, unfortunately. Um, but it you know it is what it is. So for 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 my answer, it would be the Green Bay Packers because everybody's on board with the Bears. Yeah. I mean, it, you got you got a couple goofballs like Roy over here cheering for the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but that's 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 a different story. You know, I wonder how I was going to shot throw it at me every show. <laughs> it's kind of easy. It's kind of easy. I expect it though. I like, it's cool. I'm used to it. <laughs> but you know, you know, it just you know everybody is on board with the Bears. You know, you got a couple stray, uh, you know, uh, stragglers like Roy. And you know people that live in Chicago that root for the Green Bay Packers, but what about Mr. Colts fan over there? Yeah, but he's from Iowa, oh, okay. so it doesn't I really guess it doesn't count. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess the question is though, is too, is is you think that now with all the Blackhawks' success, do you think that the Bears it's still a Bears town first and foremost, or you think the Blackhawks have stolen that thunder just based on their their you know their their championship wins? Cause, I mean, the Bears haven't won a championship since 1985, so I mean we're still all holding on to that and. You know, do do the Bears still reign supreme in the city of Chicago for a sports team over the Blackhawks, the Bulls? If Ryan or the Pace, White Sox or the if Ryan Pace and John Fox are able to turn this franchise around from being a doormat in the 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 NFC North and could turn it around into you know a worst to first type type deal, then you would see how relevant the Bears are because you know you see people you know with with all their Bears decor all over their cars and you know flags in front of their houses and stuff like that. When it's bear season, you 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 would probably be shocked to see any other sports team being displayed on any kind of you know sports paraphernalia that you know you see out of one hundred five people. It would be bear stuff. But you're, you're not going to see even if even if the Cubs, you know, even if the Cubs are are making a deep playoff run. Yeah, you're probably going to see. A little bit of Cub stuff, but I guarantee you're going to see if the Bears are good, you're going to see a lot of Bears stuff. I will say that just coming from the outside of it, like as far as I'm not a Cubs fan, thank God I was raised right. And then, I mean, I'm not a Bears fan, but I do see like just so many people get into like Chicago Bears season. Like even when they know the Bears are going to be like average they still get pumped, like I mean, and, and mind you, the Bears play once a week. Yeah, I, just, just I was just gonna say, is, is that the thing though? Is is the reason why 
reason why Chicago is such a Bears town is just because it's easy to be a Bears fan. Oh, not because they're good, but because it's only one day a week commitment. We're like, you know, the Bulls or the Blackhawks or baseball, for God's sakes, with 162 games. Like it's, it's, it's a grind. Like You have to be emotionally invested. Where in football, it's like, all right, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to watch some football, and once it's done, it's over. My week's done. Cool. I know exactly what's going on. I could, you know, it's easy to find out. You know, you, what is it? You know, 10 wins makes the playoffs. Like, it's not like, you know, we're in hockey. It's the points. You know, it's just a lot more complicated, a lot more in-depth for other sports because there's so much more complex based on the fact there's more games. Like, that's why there's more Bears fans just because it's easier to be a Bears fan. Right. I know, but don't yeah. you think it's harder to watch a football game for someone who's like an average football fan? Like, there's no. a lot of rules in football. And you yeah, got so but, many fans who don't know half of them. No, I I, I, I see that point, but but like I said, it's just like it's one of those things because it's on a Sunday, so there's nothing during the week. I mean, maybe a Monday night, but still, it's like, you know, and that's just what you okay Sunday afternoon I'm gonna watch football. Like whether your team's good or bad, like it doesn't matter. Like it's still it's still like you know it's like a family gathering type thing. Like like you know I'm a big proponent of you know family uh, Sunday should be family day where you know you sit around the TV and watch football. Football's on or be outside or do whatever. But something as a family, so that's kind of like. You know, the easy thing to do is just like, okay, we're going to, you know, me, you know, and my family is going to sit there and watch a Bears game. Like, it's just, it's easy. Like, versus like, okay, well, Tuesday night, you know, Bulls play, it's tip off at 730. We're eating dinner, you know, blah, 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 where it's a lot harder to like, you know, versus like Sunday at 12. Like, it's like being, especially being in the central time zone, it's just so perfect to be for football because it's like, it starts at 12. It's lunchtime. Like, and that's it. It's over. And the Bears are over with by 3 o'clock and still have your day. Like, I mean, do you think it's the nature of the sport, too? Because if you think about it, like, how many times do you sit there and watch Yankees Rays compared to which you'll watch Steelers Ravens? Yeah, but that doesn't that tie into fantasy football? I don't know, man. I mean, I watch. Like, I'll, I mean, yeah, I'll watch, it's, I guess you could say that. I'll watch football. I watch football main, like that aren't Bears games mainly for fantasy reasons. Like, you know, I, okay, is, is, you know, is Le'Veon Bell going to run for, you know, four <laughs> touchdowns? You know, like, like I, I watch, yes. I watch, yes, like, yes. I, watch for, <laughs> I watch for that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily watch for the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love football. I love watching it, but mainly it's because I'm in fantasy football <laughs> and I want to know if yes. I either, either win or lose. Well, I'm only using that reference because it happened no, to me. No, no, yeah. <laughs> to me. Just so, like Roy's boys coming but any, to a any, team Anyways, year, so. I mean, enough of the football talk. We're going to talk plenty about that uh, coming up. In the next couple of podcasts, with the football season approaching, but uh, let's 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 switch gears a little bit and see how the Chicago White Sox can possibly turn a ultimately a disappointing season into possibly you know ending it on a high note and what they could do you know from here on out to possibly improve for next year and uh, and moving forward um, with with the White Sox. Well, I oh. think they missed their they missed their their boat on improving because like I said, well there's months they, ago. they they still have they still have about a month or so of baseball left. No, I know, but they can't the, the trade deadline's gone. No, no, I know yeah, that. Not waiver. Or the waiver, the waiver that the way, the, way, the, yeah, yeah, the waiver they, yeah, but then you're just getting rid of players. You're not like I, I you know, I, if, draft picks out of it though. If if nothing else, if nothing else comes out of it, they should have they should have traded Samarja. I mean, he was a rental. They they're not going anywhere. They should have traded him for. Well, now now reports are that that Samarja wants to stay in Chicago. I think and, he wanted to stay all along. I don't think he ever really wanted to go anywhere. And, and you know, Carmen, we were talking about this there, there, man, with the whole heartbreak thing and. As you guys know, man, Carmen, you especially, I love my White Sox, man. And I was, man, I was pumped when I saw them playing so good and the pitching was on fire. Now it just seems like their pitching is getting knocked around other than Johnny Danks of all people. It's weird. It's weird how that works out. Johnny Danks. So so Marja and Sale are getting rocked and Johnny Danks is going out there and pitching 
you know, we've always, I've always said this before. He's good for, he's good for about five innings, but he's kind of extended. He's, he's going been like seven, eight se- innings. Seven, eight <laughs> innings. Yeah. I mean, giving it, up three runs to like the, the Royals of all teams. Right. You know yeah. I mean? And you get Samarja smacked around for seven and four. And it, they let me down again. And I'm still going to ride my socks all the way because I love them. You know what I mean? It just, I mean, yeah, you, should they have traded Samarja? You say that now, but absolutely. A, a, a couple of weeks ago when no. they were, I still think when they were when they were hot when they were coming off I think what was best it time eight, to eight trade. row eight best time yeah, to trade eight wins or nine out of ten whatever they had uh, in that streak I think they should have dealt Smarja they should have got something they should have got some sort of prospect look Bolsa, what look the farm system look what Toronto look what Toronto did you know they went out and they they got they got the ace and David Price that's a high price they got because rumor is he's not going to stay in Toronto well he could still wind up on the north side so. yeah I don't I don't know though I mean right. he, he went on uh, was a sports center after his first uh the debut in Toronto yeah he said that was the greatest experience in baseball he's ever had you look at it. At the, what was that going to going to Toronto at the Roger? Yeah. What is it? The Rogers Center? They yeah, call the Rogers Center. The Rogers Center, formerly known as the Sky. The Dome. fans, the fans were lined up before David Price's Toronto Blue Jay home debut. They were lined up three hours before the game started to see that guy pitch, and he did not disappoint. I think he pitched uh, eight uh, eight one run innings, and he struck out eleven. They got a five one win. And you know, it was a monster. The, the the place was electric. I mean, he said that he's pitched in some big games, which he has in the, uh, in, um, in, Tampa. in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, and in Detroit last year. Um, and, and you know, that was the best. Like Carmen said, that was a. He said that's a, that was that was the best feeling that he's ever had. And look what Toronto's done since. I think they've won nine in a row. I want to say uh, they're nine, they, nine and one in the last ten, and they won they, eight they, in a row. They won eight in a row. Yeah. Can they pay him? You know he's looking for a big payday. It's coming. Man. I mean, he's. I mean, they don't have like they have Burley, which is was their number one guy prior to it. You know, which yeah. we're all familiar with in Chicago. That's Mark a World Burley. Series winner, right? But there. they don't have that guy like a John Lester. You know, who's making one hundred and fifty million. They, I think Toronto can pay him, and they will pay him. And baseball doesn't have a salary cap, so you know, if they could get, if they're, if they're gonna, if if Toronto's gonna be making this, I mean, Toronto up until they got to Lewitsky and Price was the highest scoring team in the majors. So now they they bolstered their high powered offense even more by probably one of the most um offensive minded uh infielders in the game in Troy Tulowitzki. And now they got an ace pitcher to go along with a pretty solid starting uh pitching uh rotation you know with Mark Burley and and, and those guys up there. But um you know so can, can they pay him? Yeah, they, I'm sure they can. I mean, if they saw the fruits of his uh, of 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 his labor and what the what the um, front office has done to get him, and you know what it's yielded to the team, you know it's been a huge. And I think Mark Burley said that um, that the clubhouse feels even more electric than it did when he was in the, in 05 with the White Sox going through that World Series run. And you know that's saying a lot because Mark Burley's not out there popping his mouth off and, and no, saying ridiculous things. You know he's a pretty low key, you know, humble guy. And um, for him to say that is 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 pretty big. I mean because he knows he's been there. He's he's gone through it. He's no he knows what it takes to get there and ultimately reach the 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 the, the ultimate prize, which is a World Series championship. Right. So you know for him to say that and, and, if, and for him to go out there. And you know, support you know the the front office moves and stuff like that, and 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 just the 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 feeling, like I said, in the Rogers Center and in the clubhouse, you know, this team Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays, is going to be 
a team to reckon with in the playoffs. I'm and, sure they can ask Drake to donate a little money to pay price of anything. You know what I'm saying? Well, Drake is probably a just, Yankees fan, actually. <laughs> just, uh, just a comment on what Roy said about it, being able to afford those guys. Uh, next year, the Blue Jays payroll looks like it's uh, 13th best in baseball. They're they're well under the they're well under the league average, and they've they've got a lot of money to spend. It's funny. I mean, they're they're only they've only right now they've only committed to seventy three million dollars. I'm, I'm curious. Does it say what Donaldson's making on there? No, it doesn't. I, I, he I don't think he's making much. Hey, dude's a monster, man. He's good. But yeah, I mean, it's I mean they're they're in a they're in a good situation depending on you know what what each you know uh, Troy Tulowitzki and David Price want. I mean, oh yeah, because Tulowitzki's a free agent too, right? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, either way, like like Christopher said though, there's no salary cap, so I mean, oh, yeah, that's they the wanted to spend. I mean, they've got a they got a, a good cushion to start. Offering money where it doesn't even cost them that much, and then you know if they want to just go go crazy, they go New York Yankee style and just go crazy. Actually, I think the the craziest is the Dodgers. You see what the Dodgers payroll is this year? Yeah, but they it's well it, over a hundred, two hundred million. No, right I there. think it was like two eighteen or something. Not like even, there. not even close. Not even close. What is it? Three hundred and four million. That's their payroll. That's their payroll for this year. The next closest team, the Yankees. Guess how much? Two hundred. Two hundred and sixteen. Jesus Christ! And all, that, the Dodgers went down one hundred million dollars. Uh, from last year, yeah, they, in, in, our, in our MLB preview show, um, they went down. They they like they cl- completely cleaned uh, house with their front office. They got, they got rid of Handley. They got rid yeah, of. Uh, they got a, rid of a bunch of guys. The guy went and, to San Diego. I can't even think of his name. Uh, Matt Sean, Kemp. Yeah, Matt, Matt Sean, Sean Kemp. Kemp. <laughs> Seattle Supersonic. <laughs> I remember yeah. those Cleveland Cavalier days. <laughs> man, that's that's crazy. They they might be able to keep that team together. To me, man, Troy Tulowitzki at one point was like the best shortstop in baseball. Oh yeah, and then he got stuck in Colorado, and you didn't hear about him. Anymore. Well, I mean, Colorado is not they were relevant at one point. They were decent. I mean, when he, when when Tulowitzki was at kind of like his his uh, the pinnacle of his hype, I guess you would say, uh, he was a monster. And Colorado is right. the place to do it because you could. I mean, me and you could probably hit home runs there. So, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a place. I mean, you remember when um, who was uh, Todd Helton and. Uh, who else was on Colorado? Vinny Castillo was yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, Colorado was good for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I wouldn't say Colorado is purgatory of the the major oh, base, no, uh, no, major no, league baseball, not. but didn't Colorado didn't they have the biggest comeback to make the playoffs in league history? Yeah, they won what twenty two straight games Something or whatever like it was. Like they were tw- like twenty two out of twenty three, and then they had that week off. And who they play in the World Series that year? And then they got, they wound up just getting blown out of the water in the World Series. Was it? No, it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember. That might have been the Braves, wasn't it? No, Braves no, are in the NL, be. too. They're in the NL. What, didn't they win the wild card, though, that year? Who, the, the Rockies? The Rockies, yeah. I'm trying to. I, I, I remember they went on a crazy streak, and then they had like a week off in between from when their last series ended until the World Series started. And I remember they were. They were practicing in Colorado at their, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the name of their stadium? You guys know Coors Field. Coors, yeah, Coors, Coors, Coors Field. Field. They were practicing there, and in order for them to practice, they had to shovel the snow out. So, oh yeah, that's right. You remember that? I remember that. And then yeah. they had they had that huge layoff. They were they were the hottest team in baseball for a good, you know, month and a half or so. The Rockies that, entered the World Series having won twenty one of the last twenty two games. Yeah, see, I, and then, who they lose to? Uh, the Boston. Boston Red, Red Sox. Sox, right? Yeah, they got then they got steamrolled by the Red Sox. So, um, yeah, steamrolled. Game game one, they lost thirteen to one. That was 04, right? That no, that was uh, two thousand seven. Game one, they lost Jeez. thirteen to one. Game two, they lost two to one. Game three, they lost ten to five. And game four, they lost four to three. Yeah, swept. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, Tulowitzki, um, 
uh, you know, going an offensive minded player already going to the best offensive team in the game, you know, uh, with uh, with the who, Toronto Blue who Jays. The Sox beat is just it baffles me. But then you lose. Like we handled Toronto when they were here, right? Well, we ha- handled the Astros too. And yeah, they're in first place. They're in first place. Oh god! Baseball, well, they handled. Baseball's they, a funny sport, they, actually, it maybe is, man. maybe they handled everybody on Toronto except for Josh Donaldson because I think yeah. he cr- he's crushed like seven or eight home runs off of us this year. Four of them off like sale, I think. <laughs> <laughs> of all people, <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, can, can Toronto even not even get the wild card spot? But can they catch the Yankees? I think they're only maybe a four, game and a half or, or two. Or I thought it was two, like three. Because oh, there were six back at the at the trade deadline, and then the Yankees obviously stayed pat. They didn't on, make got, any moves. I got it right here. Uh, the Yankees are sixty one and forty nine. The Blue Jays are sixty one and fifty two. Oh, so, so they're a game and a half back. Oof. So can they catch them? I don't know. That's I mean, possibility. They are red hot. The Yankees are. They're playing good baseball. They're not playing Toronto Blue Jay baseball right now. Um, so the Yankees have taken a different approach, man. They haven't. I mean, they. You know, normally they're known for going out even at the trade deadline, getting the biggest name. And they didn't bother. They stayed with what they had. And Girardi seemed like he was I think really they kind of both. I think they the only move that they made really made was to maybe bolster their bullpen a little bit. Uh, the Yankees, I can't remember who the name that they got, but I think it was just a pitcher, um, and that was about it. But they were one of the ones they were like rumored to try to go out and get Price. Yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're usually in years past they've been like just throwing money at players. Where I think now they're still number two in payroll, but I think they're they're just they're living out the contract that they've already signed. Yeah, that comes from like the, the CC Sabathias and yeah, the Martin Sheriffs. They, they threw out crazy money to some guys. That, well, I mean, the Yankees are still... The, the, uh, we're talking about the Blue Jays being the most prolific uh, offensive baseball, but the Yankees are, are are right behind them. I mean, the Blue Jays have 597 runs scored and the, the Yankees have 529. And the next closest... That's close, a big difference. The, 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 the next closest team is... Uh, the Sox, I know that. 495. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're still 30 runs above the next team. What do so. the Sox have, like 200? Let me see here. Uh, just because we mentioned... <laughs> Four, 408. Just because we mentioned it, Josh Donaldson also hit his first career grand slam on June 7th against the Chicago White Sox. Awesome. Was it off Quintana? No. Chris Sale. Uh, I told you. <laughs> you, said, that's what I said. you said it. I think he had two home runs that game. Uh, it was both off run- Chris Sale, too. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, what's oh, what's what's been going on with those two guys? There's rumor that he's hurting, man. Who? Sale. The Sox are denying it, but there, there's Sale. everyone saying that he's in. Yeah, he's hurting somewhere. He's ailing. You know, if he is ailing, then shut him down. Simple yeah, this, shut it, him it, down. We're point, not going yeah, nowhere. Don't don't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like my same thought that I had about trading everybody. Like it's just like if you're not going anywhere, don't risk anything that's going to further. You know, just just shut him down. Bring please. a couple young arms up. Let them see what they can do out here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of bringing up, especially when you're bad. I'm a big fan of bringing up guys just to see what you have in your farm system. Hey, you, could, you guys, could, we could give uh, LaRoche another start. <laughs> he threw he threw a one two three yeah, inning he did. <laughs> in, re, in a relief. I think he's thinking life after a hitter, man, because he's not hitting really well either. Oh God! Hey, though, you know what? There's one thing I want the Sox to do for me before they just wave the white flag, put the Cubs out of their misery. By out of that's their misery, you mean yeah, sweep them? But since oh my that's, God, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Hey, if you're not going to help yourself, at least ruin someone else's season. You know what I'm saying? Because the 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 Cubs have the Brewers before they play the White Sox. Let's see who the White Sox have. I, let me see here. Where's Ryan Braun a free agent, by the way? You want that guy? No, I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, I don't know because he was like supposedly on the trading block too, and no one made a move for him. 
Like well, no one. But, yeah, it's, he's kind of got a that whole performance enhancing. Yeah, kind of hung over him, didn't he? Kind of, kind of tainted a little bit. Let's see here. The so the Cubs, the Cubs play the Sox next weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, and they have the Brewers prior to playing the White Sox. Let's Which see. the chef will be at, so August 5th, <laughs> the, and Saturday, the, the, autographs available. The, the White Sox are going to get a pretty good uh, tune-up as well. They're going to play the Los Angeles Angels, so <laughs> it's hey. a pretty big, pretty big difference there in the Brewers <laughs> and, and the Angels. You got the best player in baseball, arguably, and Mike Trout coming to town versus the Milwaukee Brewers. There, there's no argument in the best player. I mean, that's, that's, that's a clear cut. Yeah, Mike Trout. There's Mike Trout and there's everybody else. You know what? He, there was a there and was Jose Abreu. There was a Abreu was coming on lately. He's second I mean, he half had, guy, man. Well, He's last year, it. last year he was first. Last half year guy. he was a first. Half. He's switching it up. Listen, listen nobody's compa- comparing Jose Abreu to Mickey Mantle. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Trout's got that that going for him. We're comparing him to like Ozzy. So there was there was this. Uh, it was a trending video on Twitter uh, of Mike Trout's birthday. Birthday, uh, I don't know what you call it, birthday celebration uh, in the clubhouse. And uh, it was this really lame video that I saw that one of his teammates poured baby powder on his head and then smashed the egg on it and then poured some more baby powder on his head. And I was like, I really want that 15 seconds of my life. It's really lame. Like, really? You guys, you know, for fun, they smash, you know, shaving cream in somebody's face when they're not looking. And that's yeah. the most creative thing they come up with. Yeah. You're like, I'll never get that time <laughs> yeah, back in my life. Like, <laughs> really? You guys could have just done something a little bit better. Like, you know, sm- Even if the Sox finish like 80 and 82, I'll be happy. No, nah, I don't think they're going to get there. Dude, they are. They're like 48 and like 57 e- or something. Even, like even if the Sox. They're 51 and 58. Even if the Sox continue at how they're winning now and they finish, you know, and what you said, Roy, or, or lower or better. I mean, what's, what's Robin Ventura's fate? He's done. You think they fight? I mean, I how many how many years does he have left on his contract? Do you one, know one or two at the I mean, most. You think they fire him? He signed though? a three year last year. I think it is. Do they fire him though? You think? I think they let him go. Yeah. Like no matter either, either that or he steps down. I think Robin knows he's not his. He's not going to stay here forever. So I guess what would the White Sox have to do for him to, to him to keep his job? For him to keep his job? Keep his job. Man. They'd have, probably have to get to the record that Roy said. What'd you yeah. say? 80, 80, 80 and eighty two. Yeah, Roy. They'd have to win and kind of give people a scare. Maybe in the wild card. That's about it. 80 and 82, they'd have to go 29, they'd have to win 20, at least 29 more games. 29, how it's many? Fe- it's not, how not, many are left though? Right now they're 51 and 58. So that's, uh, 109. Yeah. So they got 162 ball game season. They got 53 games left. And you got to win how many? 29. 29 out of those 53. And if they were to do that, would, would in your eyes, would that make it okay for them? In my eyes, no, I have Ron Robin gone regardless, but regardless. I think in the organization's eyes, they might be like, okay, well, maybe they got off to a slow start. We'll give them another shot. So you're saying that regardless of how they – even if they even made the playoffs some crazy way, which isn't going to happen, but if they made the playoffs, you still think he should go? No, if they make the playoffs, he'll stay. No, I'm asking you. Do I think he should – I, I think he should go regardless. So no matter what happens, he should be gone. Yes. I think they should package – another one of my trade proposals here. <laughs> I think they should package Chris Sale for Joe Madden and see what, the, see what happens. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> I mean, besides... Uh, throw Arietta in there, why not, in the mix? You know? Yeah, well, we'll take Arietta. We, we won't mind that. I don't want Lester. He's a second-half pitcher, so... You can't throw to first. And he can't throw to first <laughs> exactly. base. Exactly. Which apparently is more important than the National League than the American League, which it was never mentioned at all when he was on Boston and Oakland. They hit, they hit him. They hit him. They, they, they knew Boston, the Red, the Red Sox knew he had a problem and couldn't throw to first base, so they, they had him practice throwing the first base on a side field that the media couldn't see the whole entire time. 
Yeah, but I mean, it was. I mean, but my my there was never. There's never been a guy on first base when he was in Boston. But my question is, 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 (laughs) my question is, though, is how did Theo not know that? Yeah, but I think that still, even with him not being able to throw at first base, they would have still took him anyways. But how do you get to they that? They knew that. They knew that. How I do you mean, get to that level, though, without being able to throw to first place? Like, I, I just, I guess I'm, you get a hit, you're standing on first. How do you not steal every single time? I mean, how does that not come up in the World Series? Well, I guess if you have sometime? if you have a catcher with a strong arm, you know, and, and they do attempt to steal, and there's a good chance you're going to get thrown out from right. the catcher, then it kind of uh, hinders the base runner's, you know, um, thoughts of stealing. So... You know, I guess if you have a, a catcher with a strong arm and a good uh, a good throw to second base or third base, then you know it kind of prevents that from from happening. So, who knows? Is is it, it? It's. I mean, if 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 you're a Cubs fan and you're in the playoffs and you're in a crunch time situation and John Lester's on the mound and you got a guy in late innings, you know, on first base, that's kind of big. I mean, because if that guy gets to second base, you know, say Lester walks a guy to first and then he steals the second. One base hit, you're losing that game. So that's pretty huge. I mean, I agree with you, Carm. Um, I don't know, understand how that happens, but you know, at this point, it is what it is. And I think as as Chicago sports fans and you know, as Cubs fans would take would would take John Lester in a playoff game over you know Travis Wood or or, or Hamels. So, but yeah, anyways, it's going to be interesting to see how how this shakes down for the Cubs. Who they're because I think Roy, you mentioned. That they, if that season ended right now, they'd face St. Louis, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we had this debate in the, in the basketball playoff, uh, podcast where we were saying that the Bulls would, would you rather face the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the quarterfinals? So I think as, as, you know, looking at that picture, the Cubs against the Cardinals, I'd rather face them in the first round, get, get essentially one of the best teams in the major leagues out of the playoffs early. You would have an easier ride, you know, to the World Series championship game, um, you know, with the Cardinals out of it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes down if the Cubs could keep up their hot play. Um, and I mean, the last time they were hot like this, though, St. Louis came to town, cooled them down. Right. But, you know, baseball, you could go, you, you know, you could lose, you know, three out of four and then come back and win, you know, eight or nine in I a row. I think with the so, Cubs, it's all, it's all mental for them against St. Louis, man, because. I mean, they had him where they wanted him. And it's like boom, the it's like the big run, big, so. big brother thing, you know? Right, exactly. So, um, like kind of like when the Twins were over the White Sox for so many years, right? And then we got them, you know what I mean? But and then they didn't have them. Yeah, and then, we, <laughs> and, then, and then they got us back. So. And then that was like for a week we had them. All in all, go White Sox. I still love them. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see, and we'll 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 uh, we'll be chiming in. Here, uh, you know, with the Cubs and uh, see see where they go. Remember, free stickers and autographs next Saturday at the Sox game. Scrap City Sports, www.scrapcitysports.com. That's right. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those guys were fast as lightning. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? I don't know what it is about your face. But I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. All right, so this is a uh, the, the the segment of the show Pow! called "Kick in the Head," where uh, each one of us or or all of us have uh, an opportunity to essentially kick somebody in the head for something boneheaded or uh, not so not so uh, 
liked in the sports world and uh, in a world in, in general. Can I just say though, that with all these kicking the heads, that hopefully nobody, n- none of these guys listen to the show because I do not want to meet them. And oh, I wish you wait till my kicking head. Well, actually, Carmen, uh, Josh, and I have uh, self-addressed a uh, letter to Justin Bieber in your regards. <laughs> well, that we're one's to, okay. We're still well, my kicking to... the head today. I don't want to see in the dark. <laughs> this isn't my kicking the head, but did you guys see that? Speaking of Justin Bieber, did you see that video that Justin Bieber wrote? There was some kids playing a pickup uh, soccer game, and I think somewhere in California, maybe it was L.A., and uh, Justin Bieber, you know, thinking that he's the cool guy that he is, he's, like, whooping up on, like, eight- and nine-year-old kids playing soccer, and he's, like, scoring goals like he just won the FIFA World Cup. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> he's, like, taking his shirt off. That, and- that reminds me of the loser that was just at the uh, birthday party I was at earlier. There was this guy that was, like, him at all, like, Vin Diesel looking with tattoos and, like, beaming little kids playing dodgeball. It's like, Really? Oh, that would be like, awesome! Really I think I'd be doing the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but speaking—I mean, speaking of totally off topic, but speaking of Justin Bieber, anyone ever see those those videos that I, I don't even know who produces them, but they're they're carpool karaoke. Anyone mm. ever seen these? No. no. There's a Justin Bieber one. I'm telling you guys, you gotta watch it. It is basically the whole premise is I forgot what the the comedian's from somewhere, but he basically picks up these these celebrities. Like I think they're all musicians, um, but he picks them up and then has, starts playing their songs. In the car, and then they have them like you know lip sync to their own songs. Oh, dude, the Justin Bieber one is priceless. It is so funny. It's like you almost, you almost like you said like he lost a thousand points of being a dude and being a bro and all that stuff. He gained like three points back. How funny it was! Like it was, it was, it was good. It's definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a watch. Check out the Justin Bieber carpool karaoke on YouTube. You, you won't be disappointed. Gotta check it out. So as uh, as Justin Bieber is a mainstay in our kick in the head, uh, I'm going to go on. And this isn't that recent, but uh, it's recent enough for me to uh, give my kick in the head out to the Minnesota Vikings, um, who I know this isn't this didn't just happen, but uh, they gave Adrian Peterson a three year. Uh, they gave him, gave him a three year, forty two million dollar contract extension or negotiation um, on uh, on what he ha- had already had uh, previously. He had signed a seven year, one hundred million dollar contract. So. Uh, I am giving them a big kick in the head for that because what are you rewarding a guy for? You know, he, he missed all of the previous season because he was in a, you know, a child abuse case and he didn't play one. Uh, I mean, he played what the first game. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and then after that, he didn't play after that. And, um, you know, you're, you're rewarding a guy for beating his kid essentially. So, um, Minnesota Vikings, you get my kick in the head. All right, I'm up next, and I'm going to continue that uh, theme that we have going on this show. At least we start out with the theme of uh, off-the-field problems. I'm going to like to kick in the head Alden Smith. I mean, that poor team is already in shambles. You take probably oh, their best gosh. player and have him. I mean, what, what was what would he get in trouble for last time? Was it uh, domestic violence, right? Uh, I think it was originally for was a DUI, I want to say. No, yeah. no, no, this one was a DUI. But it was his, wasn't his last one domestic but he, violence? I think or? he's got multiple DUIs. Yeah, but I mean, a hit and run DUI arrest. I mean, come on. Like, you think, like, I, I'm, I'm a guy who believes in, like, chances and, you know, people make mistakes and all that stuff. But, I mean, come on. I mean, how many how, chances do you get? How much money can you possibly make and then not have, have all those problems and not hire somebody to drive you around? I mean, you probably got your buddies that are hanging out. I mean, make them, make them earn a little bit of their money you're giving them and have them drive you around. Yeah, but supposedly this, this current uh, incident that Alden Smith was in, was in a beef with Colin Kaepernick, my homeboy Colin Kaepernick. Um, apparently, Colin Kaepernick's current girlfriend is Alden Smith's ex-girlfriend. 
And uh, sloppy seconds. In order to get, <laughs> yeah. In order That's to. That's your boy. Yeah. He, is from, he is from Wisconsin, for God's sake. In, in order, in order to get his revenge on Colin Kaepernick for, I guess, stealing his girlfriend, uh, Alden Smith stole his brand new, stole Colin Kaepernick's brand new Mercedes, uh, and then smashed it up. Seriously. I mean, yeah, that's that's what the reports are, and then the, the I don't know if I it was mean, the 49ers or Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. If somebody shot it down, saying that there's no beef between them two. But if that's if that story is true, I mean, this guy's a complete idiot. I mean, <laughs> and apparently, I mean, he got a DUI for that supposedly, even though he went on to say that he wasn't drunk and you know whatever. But he was just angry. Apparently. He's, I mean, <laughs> angry and bitter. I don't know what kind of Mercedes it was, but I'm sure it wasn't I mean, cheap. Yeah, even if it was the cheapest Mercedes, you can, I mean, who's smashing and say a thirty five thousand dollar car just because you're mad? That's just dumb to me. Like, well, dumb. if you guys, if you guys, and if anybody has watched the the HBO show Ballers, um, one of the love it. One, yeah, I want to with, check that out actually. with The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne yeah, Johnson is a full blown bro, and he's even more bro in this. In yeah, this, in I mean, I wasn't show. a huge fan of The Rock, uh, oh, no. but this show he's got a lot of of uh, of my props for because uh, he definitely knocks this one out of the park. But in the show, I'm just going to give you a, one of the guys is uh, he got traded to a wait, different. Wait, time out, time out. We got to have rules here. There's like a, there's like a, a certain amount of time you have to. When was this last episode aired? Which episode are you referring to? I think it was two episodes ago. Yeah, see, no, you can't talk about it. Can't. Because what happens to this? Like, I haven't seen it. So now you guys, you guys tell. <laughs> oh, you have, okay. Well, never mind. We, we gotta, it's, it's almost like movies. But, what's uh, the, anyways. What's the movie? You can't tell the ending of the movie five years until after it's you know, out on video well, for five, five years. years. I didn't even know on. that was an official rule. Five yeah, this is, this <laughs> no, is Carmen's rule. Well, I mean, you got to think about it, though. I mean, some people just you know don't have time to watch something, and then all of a sudden you can't tell the ending to it. You know. Dude, it's a 30-minute show. How do you not have time to watch a 30-minute show? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to look out for our subscribers, okay? Scraps or himself. Or, or himself. <laughs> No, subscribers, guys. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! <laughs> anyways. No! Uh, anyways, yeah, his... Uh, but the same situation happened in, in Ballers where, you know, cars were stolen and, and, and vandalized, but... Uh, all, oh, I, I saw that episode. Yeah, so what do you... <laughs> all that for nothing. <laughs> he's crying and moaning. Well, and, I'm just, just, I, we never really discussed this rule before we started the podcast. We can't talk about current events... <laughs> Like, you gotta give our listeners a chance to catch up and see what happens. How we, how, so we, we're, we're having a show based on current news, but we can't talk about current. TV. Well, if, if, here, how does here, that work? Here, like, I don't know the rule. I don't know the rule. The there official, is no, there's no rule. The, the official it's just like unwritten rule of movies endings. Like you can't ruin the ending of Sopranos or something. I mean, now you can, but like you couldn't do it like as it happened. But I think with TV shows, you should be. We could be able to talk about them freely. Once the season, once the next season has started. All right, I'm going to give everybody a, a fair rule. I'm going to give everybody a spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the heck? Gone. I'm just saying. I'm just, just no, but um, just a friendly thing. That's anyways, all. like I was saying, you know, Alden Smith is 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 a dummy, and he's a, it's just stupid. How many chances are you going to get? I mean, he was he was when he was at his prime. Could be the defensive MVP of the National Football League. You know, he was one of the elite pass rushers in the NFL. And you know how many opportunities you have to get. And for 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 the most part, for one of the most storied franchises in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers, and you're just going to completely waste that away. I mean, you have all the talent in the world. 
You just can't stay on the field because you're a dummy off the field. I mean, it just makes no sense at all. Not everyone's built for the spotlight, <laughs> apparently, right? I mean... He's an idiot. He's a complete idiot, man. Yeah, I mean... He can come find me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, he uh, he was actually spoke to the media after he was released from jail or prison or his holding cell or whatever it was. Um, not prison, but jail. Because prison's a little bit more long term, but intense, right? yeah, but uh, in his holding cell or whatever. But he seemed a little bit. He seemed remorseful for it. I mean, he obviously he regretted it, but at the same time, actions speak louder than words. You know, you can't you can't just keep going on apologizing about things and, and, and thinking that it's going to be okay. And then obviously the 49ers did the right thing by releasing him. And then uh, I went out. I went they out. Released him really? Yeah, they released him. I didn't even see that. I part. mean. He I'm, won't play this year, probably. I mean, look, look, look what the 49ers have went, have had to go through. They went through Ray McDonald. Yeah, you know, they went through that whole saga. They released him. Bears picked him up, released him, and then they, you know, they got this Alden Smith dude, who's you know a freak of nature uh, athlete and you know a prodigy of uh, of uh, Reggie White, oh, essentially. You know, one of the greatest, you know. Uh, prolific sackers or defensive linemen in the league, and apparently a prodigy of the streets too. From yeah, I mean, what himself. what a moron! I mean, just as a quick, since I misspoke and thought he had some domestic abuse violence, I'm going to run down his quick his record. Uh, January 28, 2012, Alan Smith was arrested under driving under the influence in Miami Beach. Uh, June 30th, 2012, he has suffered stab wounds after attempting to break up a uh, a fight at a party at his at his house where two people were shot. Uh, <laughs> September 20th, 2013, Smith was involved in a single vehicle accident in San Jose. He was, was arrested, uh, arrested under suspicion of driving under the influence. April 13th, 2014, Smith was detained and arrested following an incident at Los Angeles Airport in which Smith became belligerent and uncooperative with TSA agent. And then the last one, August 6, 2015, where he was arrested for allegedly hit and run under the influence. So this goes, this goes to my kick in the head as well because the NFL is trying to clean up its you know, it's image um, out there in the in the world. You know, they want to be the squeaky clean, you know, uh, good Samaritan, good citizen type, you know, type organization, you know, and, you know, they, they the 49ers do the right thing by cutting or releasing Alden Smith for his stupidity. And then there's guys like Adrian Peterson who, you know, we could all agree in this room as fantasy football uh, players that he is a one-of-a-kind running back, but, you know, like we're learning in the whole Patrick Kane thing, you know, that always doesn't equal, you know, to be rewarded. You shouldn't be rewarded for stupidity as well. Patrick Kane, Adrian Adrian Peterson, you know, uh, you know, have, has a case against him for child abuse, and, and then the Vikings go ahead and, you know, give him a pay raise, essentially, and then, you know, the NFL is trying to avoid these kind of image conflicts where they're... You know their stars are, you know, breaking the law and and stuff like this. Uh, and you know, then we got guys like Alden Smith, who breaking the law several times. And then you know, obviously, Forty ers do away with him. And we'll see what happens with him if he finds his way to another team. If somebody gives him a second chance, if the NFL gives him a second chance, you know, we don't know. And then we were talking earlier in the in the in the in the pre-show about Ray Rice. Possibly, you know, possibly coming back to the NFL, where he's going to go if he does. Um, a lot of a lot of rumors are saying that he could land up in Houston, which uh, you know we just heard that Arian Foster, you know, injured his groin, had surgery on it, and his timetable is uh, not re- 
really clear, but he could miss up to two months, two to three months with uh, with that groin injury. So, you know, who knows? We'll see what's going to happen. You know, the, the NFL, I think, is kind of a joke as far as, you know, penalizing their their players and their stars. Um, but Alden Smith, you get uh, you get the JCC show. No, Scrap City Sports. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. I did a Josh there. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you get Scrap City Sports, big kick in the head from all three of us. And, you know, if, I'm sure if Josh was here, he'd be kicking him in the head, too. So yep. you get a, get a big old kick in the head. Roy? Well, my kick in the head goes to, and this is probably going to shock most people, Floyd Money Mayweather. <laughs> Everybody knows the chef. How he, Floyd Mayweather, to me, I mean, I love Floyd Mayweather. I mean, as a boxer, he's the purest boxer of all time. He's the best. No one can hang with him in How the ring. New? But How about new? for you to go out and what may be your final fight of your career, right? That's what it's rumored to be. 48 and 0, he's going to go out 48. More than likely 49 and 0 against Andre Berto. Can I get like a cricket thing in there? So you guys got a cricket soundtrack? Sound effect? Exactly. You know why? So you know why? Point with the sound you know why? <laughs> you know why Andre Berto gets that because he hasn't been relevant in boxing in years. The last time this guy was was good, I think he was about he was twenty four and all right. Then he met Victor Ortiz, got the crap kicked out of him. All right. Then he got he met Robert the Ghost Guerrero, got the crap kicked out of him there. So, like most boxers, you lose two in a row against two elite fighters, you kind of dip. Then his last three fights were crap. He fought guys like the guy we met at the Beaver Lounge. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was fighting guys like that. You know what I mean? And, and, and for Floyd to pick him, and it, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. You're talking about a sport that where I love to defend and say, oh, boxing is not a dying sport. This is why people say boxing is a dying sport because of stupid, idiotic choices like this. Floyd, first of all, you're getting criticized for giving people a crap fight with Pacquiao. And granted, you weren't all of it. That was Manny, too, because Manny was scared to get hit. But here's my thing. Now, the only you can sit here and say, well, you know what? Maybe he's fighting him, fighting this guy because the fight's rumored to be free on CBS. So maybe he doesn't want to fight someone elite on a free fight because he's probably not going to make as much. I don't care. As a fan... I want to see you fight the best. And Andre Berto is not the best. He's crap. Okay? Now, granted, will I still watch the fight? Yes, because I'm a fight fan. But for you to sit here and say that Andre Berto is, is the best right now to fight? No, man. You could have fought a number of opponents. You could have fought Keith Thurman. You could have fought Danny Garcia. You could have fought Amir Khan, who essentially to me, people can, people can say Amir Khan, but Amir Khan to me does not deserve a shot either. Why? Because when he got knocked the hell out by Danny Garcia, he was nowhere to be found either. He fights a couple bums too, and all of a sudden he wants a shot. No, you don't deserve it either. But for you to sit here and say Andre Berto deserves a shot, no, he don't. And you know what? Carmen hats off to Andre Berto for trying to sell this fight coming in and say, you know what his opening statement was, right? No, what Saying was that it? he was going to come in and kick Floyd's ass. Of course he is. All right? Yeah, and he's like, someone's getting knocked out and it's not me. Of course, you're not gonna. Andre Bird is not gonna come in and say, "Well, hey, I'm gonna give it a good fight, and we'll see what happens." No, you're gonna talk up a world. You know what I mean? You're gonna try to sell this fight as best as you can because deep down, you know you're a joke and you don't deserve this fight either. Now, it was, it's funny because I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine the other day, Carmen. It was right after you and I had that conversation about about why Floyd picked him, right? 
And you know, he flat out said it made sense. He goes, you know why Floyd picked this fight? Because he's the most recognizable fighter in the ring today. And he can. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And you know why? Because people are still going to go watch it. But that's not an excuse to me. That's not an excuse. Now, to me, it's like, okay, and Floyd, Floyd probably does not care about what people think no, about he him. Does, he, it's, he, it's, he, it's has got, he has got to be the most narcissistic person I've ever seen in my life. I, I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? And I'm not cheering him on for his personality and how he is. I like him as a fighter, but this is terrible, man. This is terrible. And I would not pay to see this. So I'm glad it's going to be free because I would not pay to see Andre Berto get knocked out. Roy, you're, you're a boxing fan. Can I can I ask you this question though? Because this would alleviate a lot of you know. Because I, I you know I'm always trying to fix things and make things better. And boxing is one of those ones that you can completely fix and make it really exciting to watch. But why is it that boxers are allowed to choose their opponents? There's not really many boxers that are allowed to choose their opponents. It's Floyd Mayweather. No, is, I mean, but but there is though. I mean, because you know they, they have to meet on terms and they, you know they, they arrange. Like, why doesn't boxing as a sport say, okay, Floyd, you're number one, you play number two, you fight number two. There's not like, hey, we can choose. You choose where we're fighting. You choose the gloves. If that's the case, get rid of boxing. It's just a it's just a Mayweather versus whoever. It's just it's not like a it's not a true sport where it's run by an organization. It's run by the person who's on top. No, you know, and you're right. It's and that's, it's, that's it's a, kind of a joke. In I some mean, yeah. Sense. I mean, if you want to put if you want to put legitimacy <laughs> into it, I mean, th- that's it. I mean, just just look at it as why should the number one boxer should always be playing the num- you know, fighting the number two boxer, no matter what it is. And if, if he beats the number two, then he slides down, and the next guy comes up, and you beat him. And you, like you can't. Cho- I don't get how you can just choose. Okay, you know what? I'll we're gonna box in this ring at this time and these rules at this weight. Like it's just—it's it's all semantics to me, and it's—it's it's, it's crazy to have. Like, how can you have a, a quote unquote the sport of boxing be jurisdicted by personal preference and rules? It's just ridiculous to me. Yeah, you know, and it hasn't been just going on like as a, it's been going on for a long time. No, it's always—it's it's not for just a long Floyd. Time. It's not just Floyd that does that. I'm not—I'm not saying it's. Floyd. I'm saying that boxing is a sport. Like if it's a, if it's an organized thing and kids are into it and you know other people are into it. It, why is there not more rules as far as who you fight, how you fight them? Like, it should just be a standardized thing. Like, okay, you know, if, if the main events are, you know, say, like, I don't know, I would assume Las Vegas has got the most amount of fights, right? Yeah, of course. So I don't know how many, I know Caesars has them. I, I don't know, Mandalay Bay has them. You, uh, you know, Barclays Center is coming up with a lot of fights now, too. But, so. like, okay, so you just have it, like, okay, you have. You have the event of you know I don't know you, you come up with some sort of timetable as far as that's probably the only way they're going to sell out. The, New the, Jersey Nets certainly aren't going to do it. <laughs> the number one boxer can't fight in every fight. Like so you you, you okay the number one boxer fights. So what's the average boxer in, in you know in their their boxing career? What do they fight twice a year, three times a year? Twice a year is typically what twice it is. a year. So you, you set those all up and you just have it where it's you know it's just a rotating thing of like okay whoever's number one plays whoever's number two and that's it. Right. Like, there's no like and there's no rules of like okay we're gonna have we can pick out the referees we can pick out the ring we can pick out the location we can pick out the time no none of that it's preset you're you, you know floyd mayweather you're number one and manny pacquiao's number two they fight that's it right there's no contract disputes and, and, and that's it and you know what karma you're, you're right because it goes back to even like when lennox lewis was yeah like, he was like dodging andrew galata like there, there's you know what no, I mean? it's I mean, just, you know it's it's like uh you know i mean can you imagine if any other sport where the new england patriots would be like you know what uh we're gonna play the jacksonville jaguars because that's what we agree. 16 to times a yeah. year. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's what that is. I mean, or we're going to play, you know, we're going to play a team that's, you know, I don't know, what's a, what's a, what's a, what's a mid-level team? 
I, I, bears. <laughs> we're we're going to play the Bears. I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. You want to see you want to see the top right. teams play against the top teams. You don't want to see the you you don't want to see you know the 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 who's number one in uh, Houston Astros or who else is number one. Uh, uh, Yankees or anybody, you don't want to see them playing the last place team. You want to see them playing the. Like second you don't want place to see team. them playing the Brewers. Yeah, like I mean that, that I mean, that's but that's just competitive balance. Like that's that's what it is. Like you know you want to see the best versus the best. It's, well, that's that's probably a good reason why the sport is dying. Yeah, I mean it's it's really it though. I mean there's there's no sanctioning as far as that is concerned. And like that whole like weight class thing with like you know you, I didn't ever realize okay when you're trying to fight for a weight class well if a certain guy's cutting weight it's going to cut his muscle mass and he doesn't fight it you know his, his optimal weight is this it's like well how about you fight your weight class and yeah. that's it like you now know. I, I kid you not four about three four years ago this fight would have been great because that's when Andre Berto was just like knocking people out left and right same thing with Manny and Pacquiao right fight. exactly and it's just like now that but you know Andre Berto never even cared to fight Floyd Mayweather back then. Now he wants a shot. Why? He's going to get paid, of course. You know what I mean? He's on the flight with Floyd Mayweather. He's going to get paid. Now, the only thing, the only good thing that's going to come out of this, I, I personally don't think Floyd's going to retire after this. He's going to sit back. He needs to so go they, away. He's going to knock out Andre Berto come September. That's just basically what it's going to come down to. Tie the record, right? T- tie the record. And then he's going to come back, and I personally think his last fight will be against Amir Khan at Wembley Stadium. That's what it's going to come down to. Little little change of subject here, but you guys have you guys ever seen like an aerial shot of Wembley Stadium? I've been there. I've seen the aerial shot of it, yeah. And they got that huge truss. That yeah, the, yeah. I just saw a video. I think it was maybe a day or two ago of some guy that climbed that thing. What? Free, like free, like no nothing. Just he was like in jeans and a t shirt. Oh, that's you crazy. know like those oh. crazy uh, adrenaline junkie guys that just like they they you know you've seen videos of oh of it's one climbing of those, like the Shanghai Towers one of those guys and the guy like literally it, like there was aerial shots and the guy looked like an ant on this on top of the stage and crazy. the wind is like whipping around like crazy yeah but that being said though I mean don't get me wrong I'm not doing any of this stuff but those guys like that's not as bad as like you would be to climb the Shanghai Tower I mean that 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 looks crazy I mean the the it's not as high. I understand that, but yeah. if you were to see, if you were to see like, if you were to see like the video of this dude and like the aerial shots that he was getting, and he had like a selfie stick that he was like going around with, literally the the bars that he was climbing on were were, were round. Yeah, it's a truss. It's a truss. It's, it's, it's they're, they're not flat. They're not flat, and, I, and it's in England, so it's always raining there, probably moisture and damp, and like one little misstep, and the dude's plummeting down to his death. Done. So yeah. it's just you know, now that you brought up Wembley Stadium, it just popped in my mind, like. To it's me, that, that that should be his last fight to, to beat the record, but we'll see because he's going to sit back. The welterweight division is going to it's going to blossom over the next few months. You got like Car- Carmen. You seen Keith Thurman fight? Yep, he was a monster. I don't know if you guys got to see the the Pauly Man Pauly Malignaggi and Danny Garcia fight. That was another good one. Danny Garcia disposed of him real quick, but those are two really really good up and coming fighters, and pretty much essentially going to be the face of the welterweight division for a while. So we're going to see how it unfolds. He's going to sit back and see what happens. We got Miguel Cotto coming up against, um, oh, am I drunk? Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. So, I mean, it's, there's going to be some good fights coming up, but this fight to me, again, Floyd, you deserve a big, ridiculous kick in the head. How about this? Fatality. There you go. Anyways, um, so let's just get a little bit of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll spark a little conversation here with, with the whole Floyd Mayweather and Ronda Rousey. Uh, debate here. Who is who is the best at their sport? And you know, we saw um, this past ESPYS that uh, Rousey won the 
she won the, I think it was a fighter or boxer. I don't know the exact fighter, kind of, fighter of the year, fighter of the year fighter award. The year. And, um, she had her retaliation against, uh, money Mayweather, <laughs> which is quite clever. I'll give her that money Mayweather. Cause, uh, you know, it, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't, uh, this was spread out over time. This, uh, this war of words going back and forth with each other between Mayweather and Rousey, um, Am I saying that right? Rousey, right? Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Sorry. <laughs> Rowdy Ronda Rousey. But anyways, um, Mayweather started the whole the whole uh, fight, I guess you would call it, um, between them, between both of them. Uh, when asked about uh, Ronda Rousey... Um, no, little, he, he didn't start it. She did. No, no, no. Originally, he started it. And I'm going to give you guys the, the lowdown of, of how this debate started or the, how this fight started. But... Um, uh, I don't know the exact timeline, but it was at least a couple months ago uh, that Floyd Mayweather, or it was actually, I think it was last year, uh, went before Ronda Rousey actually got this whole huge, you know, public spotlight and everything like that. Um, a reporter asked Mayweather about Ronda Rousey, and his response was, "I don't know who uh, I don't know who Rousey is." So, you know, time progressed. Uh, that obviously ticked her off a little bit, and then after she won the ESPY. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of you've heard it, but just in case you didn't, uh, Rousey fired back, uh, and says, how does it feel to get, uh, beaten by a woman for once in regards to Floyd Mayweather's domestic violence history, <laughs> which is a super low blow. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, I'll give her credit. That I was mean, if anyone good. can say that to him, it's her. I mean, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then, you know, Floyd went on, this is, this is one of the reasons why I do not like, uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, and Floyd's response to that was I've yet to see any MMA fighter or other boxer make over 300 million in 36 minutes when she when she can do that then come call me you know in regards to his income per fight you know um, which is pretty crazy but which yeah is ridiculous <laughs> I, I blame that on Roy <laughs> yeah guys like Roy paying for I the, that on Roy. <laughs> paying for those uh, paying for those pay-per-view fights but um Ronda Rousey didn't respond after that. Uh, she didn't have to because the UFC themselves uh, responded when they tweeted out a highlight video of Rousey's knockouts. And then afterwards, they put a hashtag, she don't need 12 rounds. Hashtag, she don't need 12 rounds. That's basically essentially what Floyd Mayweather was saying when he makes three, $300 million right. in 36 that's, that's hashtag roasted. Hashtag boom roasted. So um, it, Floyd Mayweather hasn't... Uh, hasn't come back with anything since then, but uh, I don't think he could really say much. But uh, that just, no. we had this debate uh, a little, a couple days ago uh, about that, and uh, it just goes to show the objectives of Floyd Mayweather. You know, is he really going out to be, you know, the greatest fighter of all time, or is he just going out to, you know, obviously make as much money as he can, um, you know? But, you know, it just goes, you know, when you have, when you are the pinnacle of the sport, which, Apparently, Floyd Mayweather thinks he is, and a lot of people think that he is as well. You know, when you are the pinnacle of the sport, you know, why bring that into it? Why bring the money factor into it? he knows. When you could take the high road and, you know, obviously Rousey's shaking up her sport, you know, women's women's uh, professional fighting, um, you know, and, 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 you know, he could just give her the praise that she needs to because obviously... They're never going to fight each other. Let's face it. No, of course not. So, you know, why why throw those jabs? You know, why, why throw those jabs when you don't, when you when you don't need to? You could be essentially the bigger man, 
and you know just congratulate her for what she's done and her accomplishments and still know you know what you are at heart and you know that's a good person and a good fighter but obviously Floyd Mayweather is not that person because he's got to you know bring that bring that into it can I give you my personal opinion on it yeah I, I, I want to get in that after you Roy it's an ego thing it's all about his ego. Oh man. yeah, I know that. I'm right. just... He took it personal when someone asked him about another fighter other than himself. Yeah, but see, but here's the thing though: is is when he said he didn't know her, I believe that. I don't think he did. He that guy is the most narcissistic person I've ever seen in my life. Like it is, if, if you're somebody who carries around a duffel bag with one million dollars in it at all times, you are, yeah, like Carmen said, a narcissistic. Sob. I wish I could do that. I'm yeah, I mean, but uh, isn't there reports so that when he goes into training, he's like super, super closed off from everything, and he's completely isolated from everything? So I mean, that's a legitimate. Like he can legitimately not know who she is. I mean, that's that, that that's quite that's a very high possibility. Yeah, he doesn't do nothing. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not other than his own camp. No one's around. Nobody's unless, around him. unless you're invited. Yeah, I mean, there, I'm sure one of his boys that he's paying probably a million dollars to hang out with isn't talking about Ronda Rousey in front of him. Like I don't think that's happening. So right. that's a logistic. That, 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 that's a realistic thing that he truly does not know who she is. Well, yeah, I and mean, it's just, you know, like I was saying, if you're the pinnacle of the sport, you know, we see it, you know, with, with hockey players, with football players, with basketball players, you know, with baseball players, you never see that. You know, you never see them, you know, you don't see, you don't, you don't see Stephen Curry, you know, after the Golden State Warriors win, a championship, win the championship over Cleveland and say, you know, maybe if Dan Gilbert would have spent more money, they could have competed with us more or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I, you know, signed this or Clay Thompson saying, oh, I signed an $88 million contract. That's why we won the championship. No, that's 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 not how it works. You know, have some class, you know, give praise to your opponent, even though you really think that they are garbage. Give praise to them anyways, because it shows that, you know, you do have class and you are humble and, you know, you don't take things for granted, et cetera, you know. So Every, I mean, everyone knows Floyd's the highest paid athlete. He knows it. He knows he's the best boxer in the sport right now. But he doesn't have to be I mean, an ass about it. You know what I mean? Like, just do be humble. That's my thing too. Right. right. As much as I like him as a boxer, as a person, I think he he, he needs some work. And the only life, yeah, yeah, but can you, but the he thing, needs work. But the thing is, though, like we were saying about boxing, is I mean, can you really truly say that he is the best? best boxer in the world no, only, I, only for the fact of and I'm not trying to offend you Roy but only for the fact of you choose who you fight he's choosing these people based on what he sees and what you know it's not like somebody's coming up to him and say okay we're fighting no he picks like you're the champ so you apparently pick who you fight so therefore you don't really know if he's the best boxer because one he's never been in a fight where he's really been threatened because one he may, may have never agreed to the fight like why didn't he fight Manny Pacquiao five years ago because he may have lost you know what I'm saying like so you really I mean don't get me wrong if, you, if you're looking at record and, and, and whatever else yeah he is the best boxer but do you truly know if he's the best boxer in this era no you don't hey, I mean I, I see what you're saying I totally see what you're saying but the picking of the fighters that started happening with him a few years ago no I, know, I don't I, mean like one or two it's like in the beginning of his career I mean you put people in front of him he was well, yeah, but, that, but that's the thing, though. In the beginning, he's trying to prove himself. At this point, he's not trying to prove anything. He's more trying to maintain what he has, and he's trying to go for records. So, like, in the beginning, he's hungry, and he's going out there and fighting, where now he's just like, okay, I can pick and choose. I can dodge, and if I get to a decision, I'm going to win because they're not going to unseat the champ who has never lost in a decision. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, therefore, you know, he can, you know, I, I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm not taking away from he probably is the best boxer, but you don't, it's not a, to me, in my mind, it's not a definitive answer of yes, he is, just because of the fact of how screwed up boxing is and how they allow these things to happen. At the end of the day, as much as people don't like him, that's, that's, that's the face of boxing, unfortunately. But you that's, know what that's like, what's sad about it. But I mean, 
Okay, so so Roy, you're a big Mayweather fan, and, and Mayweather's going to break Rocky Marciano's record of uh, what forty nine and zero. He's going to he'll tie it with this one. Yeah, but I'm saying he's going to he's going to he, yeah. He, I think he'll go for the he's going to break yeah. the record. But here's the thing, though, is okay. So Floyd Mayweather's you know currently what forty forty eight and zero forty eight and zero with twenty six knockouts. Rocky Marciano, who is forty nine and zero, had uh, how many knockouts? Forty three. That's impressive. That, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, but you're also talking about two different styles of fighting, right? I know, but I'm saying, but 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 my only point in the you know because it's that whole debate of like eras and you know, but like I get all that part of it. Yeah. And my point is 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 in Rocky Marciano's fights, he's throwing punches because he's knocking people out. Like you're not you, you, you if you're if you got forty if you got out of forty nine victories you got forty three knockouts you're exchanging punches you're not going to do a decision you're not you're not ducking yeah, and weaving. But Marciano was a straight up slugger, man. Yeah, I know, but that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, all these guys. Oh, I mean, all these guys that that are you know even even like the guy who's number three who's fifty one zero and one he had thirty eight knockouts. Like you know, like these guys are throwing punches. Where for Floyd, I mean, yeah, it's impressive that he's you know hasn't lost or whatever else, but. He's also hasn't been tagged that like he doesn't. He's never really been hit hard, has he? As as many, you mean like are you asking me? Yeah, like I mean the I mean, last person I seen him hit hard, get hit hard by was Shane Mosley. How Shane long Mosley ago was that? Planted is that called three years ago? Yeah, I mean it's, he uh, almost planted him. He and Floyd was scared, like legitimately yeah, scared. That's what I'm he saying, got though. tagged and he was just like, "Whoa, wait a minute, this guy just hit me." I mean, I mean, granted, that's I guess I guess it's Floyd Mayweather's brilliance and the fact that he's been able to get to this point without really being. I mean, because his career has, has been has been extended because he hasn't taken a pounding, but. I mean, you're a boxer for God's sakes. Like, if you're not getting, if you're it's not a, getting yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's up, a blood sport. I mean, like, nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see the guys hugging up at the, you know, in the middle of the ring every, you know, twice, twice a, twice a round or something like that. You know, throw, throw some punches. You and know, and you know just, what? And truthfully, man, the style that Floyd's fighting now all comes from his father, because when Roger Mayweather was training him, his uncle, Floyd was throwing punches, but that's why Floyd was getting tagged too. Like, if you look at the Miguel Cotto fight, you look at the Shane Mosley fight. Floyd was getting hit, and he knew he was getting hit, so he actually had to go out there and fight. Why? Roger had a different style. Roger was out there with the brawlers of, like, Julio Cesar Chavez and Oscar De La Hoya. Roger fought. You know what I mean? He may have not been undefeated, but he went out there and he gave it all he had. And his daddy didn't like what Floyd was doing. He was like, man, you're getting hit a little too much. We're going to have to change your style up again. You have to go back to more defensive mode, which is, I mean, I love Floyd Mayweather, but those fights can be kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, They can be kind of boring. Yes, I agree. I've seen... As as a fan of the fighter, I like that he is undefeated, of course. I've seen... You know what I mean? In in my not-so-illustrious boxing viewing (laughs) career, I've seen three Floyd Mayweather fights, and I have not been impressed with any one of the fights, even though he's won all three of them, obviously, because he's undefeated, but... You've seen Manny? And you've seen the two Marcos Maidana fights, right? And I've seen... um, the red-haired uh, Mexican guy. What's his Canelo. name? Canelo. Yeah, I seen that fight. Uh, that was like a heavyweight against the world. Canelo had no business fighting him. But he was huge. I've never. I. 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 You could. You could tell in the fight. Obviously, uh, Mayweather was a lot quicker than him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't. Didn't really see that Mayweather was that good of a boxer over him. You know what I'm saying? He was a lot smarter, obviously, because you know he was picking and choosing his spots, right? Which you know that's a, a part of the game and a part of the sport, but. He never really, he never really threw and or landed those huge punches where it's like, man, I would not want to see this guy Floyd, in a dark alley. Floyd knows how to work the system. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a thing. point. Boxing is all about points. Yeah, you want to knock people out, you can win that way too. But he, he manipulates the system. He knows how to work it. He's gonna score. You know what I mean? Obviously, the objective is to get hit, to hit, not get hit. And and to, uh, and to us as, as fight fans, oh, we all we all love to see a good old slobber knock. Like man, let's go. I want to see this dude get dropped. 
But that's just not Floyd's style. We got some. That's uh, just not Floyd's style. This is a final final thought before we transition from uh, boxing. Is what happens if they were to change the rule though, where instead of having a decision, it's just a non, it's a non it's a it's a zero. Like if they go like Rocky style. Just all out, just no, 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 each just, other just like, it should be sudden death. No, 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 it should be. No, it's not even that. No, it's not even that. They go to, with the standard boxing, twelve rounds, right? Yeah. And at the end, if there's no winner, they do go to a deci- judge's decision. Correct. Whatever. If there's no judge's decision, just it's like a no decision. It's just no. It just it, it doesn't go on your record. It's like you didn't fight the fight. Right. Like a no decision. Then basically. it would force it. it would force guys to throw punches and uh, have a you know because Floyd's. I mean, I mean, I guess he's, like, he's obviously capable of knocking people. Yeah, out. and I, I just and I'm not debating. We just have right. We haven't seen it's it. It's because the rules allow him to do what he's doing. I mean, that's that's what it is. Right. But like, what happens if he had to fight? Would he? St- you think he'd still be f- you know 48 now, or do you think he'd have losses on his record? I think he'd still be undefeated. I think he'd just be forced to fight more than he wants to. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess probably too that he probably wouldn't have made it to forty something wins because he he'd be more beat up, which means his body. Would he be... might have retired like at thirty five and yeah, thirty five, like, which is still impressive. I mean, right? I, mean, I can't win thirty five. I mean, but, but don't in a you think like that, that would that would help the sport of boxing if they were to just get rid of the decision and be like, all right, either there's a winner or a loser or there's no fight. Like that way, it doesn't go on your record, so it gives both of the guys a, a reason to go out there and try and win a fight. Otherwise, you know, that'd be crazy. It'd well, be a crazy rule. I mean, it wouldn't be bad, but it'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, because you can, yeah. On, on a on a on a breaking uh, a breaking news report, apparently there's some crazed uh, White Sox fan near Wrigley Field that uh, uh, called in some bomb threats to Wrigley Field. <laughs> not not saying there's a it's an actual Sox fan, but a bomb threats were called into Wrigley Field after the the Cubs and uh, Giants game, and they had to evacuate Wrigley Field. So. Luckily, Roy's alibi is he's uh, he's, he's doing now, his podcast time, right now. Let's time stamp this podcast right now. It wasn't me. I, I guess wasn't we, really there. Shouldn't, we really shouldn't laugh about it because it's a pretty serious thing. But no, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. We don't do things like that. That's stupid. Yeah. So, anyways. Christopher, if you ever get a chance, dude, you I know you don't you're not a fight fan, but you want to see Floyd fight? Look up like recent fights, like Floyd against Sugar Shane Mosley, Floyd against Miguel Cotto. That's when you'll you'll be a little more impressed by Floyd and what he can actually do when he hits people. He hurts people, man. I don't think... Even if you want to watch a short fight, watch the Victor Ortiz fight. Yeah. Well, probably not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, <laughs> we're, going to, uh, we're going to move on uh, and move forward in the show. And uh, give us that segue, Carm. So, uh, training camp is upon us. Football season is actually here because tonight is the Hall of Fame game. Um, yesterday, uh, the inductees of the Hall of Fame were introduced. A uh, couple guys notable. Um, Charles Haley. Charles Haley, uh, Jerome Bettis, Junior Seau, which boss. obviously not around to accept that um, notoriety or uh, award, but... Um, and then today is the Hall of Fame game, which uh, consists of the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, which should be uh, lip-smacking good for all NFL fans because we are chomping at the bit for some action here. And, I can't uh, wait, man. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is it's an exciting time of the year. Um, not as exciting as, you know, all the winter sports that we get, but... You know, we have the MLB season coming down to the end. We have football season starting up. Um, you know, it's just a good time of the year. And uh, we have the Chicago Bears. We have uh, 
everything going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get no love over here, really, man. No, we get no nothing <laughs> Sorry, from the Dallas bro. Cowboys. Sorry, let's describe City Sports here. <laughs> I, I heard something interesting that they were saying since 1990, uh, any team that has made the playoffs the previous year, a minimum of five teams have not gone to the playoffs the following year. So my question That's is crazy stat. My man. my question to the show is, which of the twelve teams that made the playoffs last year pick five of them that will not make? All the right, playoffs? I'll, I'll run it down real quick just to give anybody a refresher on who made the playoffs last year um, and uh, who did not. But uh, the Cardinals were one of the wild card teams in the NFC, and the other wild card team in the NFC was the Detroit Lions. Uh, the division winners were the Carolina Panthers of the NFC, NFC South. Uh, the NFC East uh, division winner was the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the NFC North was the Green Bay Packers. And the NFC West was the Seattle Seahawks. Um, over in the AFC, we have the wildcard winners as the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. The AFC North uh, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The AFC South went to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the AFC East is the New England Patriots. And the uh, AFC West went the Denver Broncos. So out of those 12 teams, what five do you have pegged as not making the playoffs this year? Am I first? Or you, you, go, first? you go first. I'm going to go Bengals, Ravens, Broncos, Lions, Panthers. All right. Uh, I'll go next. I'm going to say the Bengals, Cowboys, Panthers, Lions, Broncos. All right. Um, My five teams, I am going to go with um, one of the obvious choices in the Bengals. Uh, I am also going to go with the Broncos, the Lions. Uh, How many is that? Four? You guys know? Nope, yeah, not four. that was four. Yeah, that's four. <laughs> I was counting for everybody, yeah, and nobody's like, counting for me. I'm, I'm like, counting in my head. That's four. Where's the fifth? All right, so I got the uh, I got the the Bengals, the Broncos, uh, the Lions. That was three. The Cowboys, you said. Cowboys four, and my fifth uh, team to be held out. I am going to go with. Uh, this is kind of a tough one because. I think that you know, depending on how the Patriots go with the with the Tom Brady Deflate Gate, you know, suspension thing, uh, I could either go the 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 Patriots or the Ravens, in my opinion. Uh, but I I'm leaning more towards the Ravens only because we've all seen what you know the Patriots are like the consistency of the NFL playoffs. They are always there, so. Um, I am going to bet uh, bet for the New England Patriots and against the uh, Baltimore Ravens in this case. Random note, who's the backup in New England right now? Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Okay. He'll be fine. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, I don't uh, like to bet against Bill like, Belichick, man. Like, like, we've, like, like, like we've discussed many of times, nobody knows what the Patriots do. Nobody, you know, it's hard to get a grasp as far as a fantasy football owner of what the Patriots kind of, what kind of offense they are. Because one game they could throw it 60 times and the next game they could run it for 60 right. times. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to be confident in choosing a fantasy football player from the New England Patriots. Unless he's Tom Brady, because you know Tom Brady's going to get at least 25 touchdowns a year. But Guaranteed. outside of that, we don't know what really is going to happen. So for all we know, um, you know, they're going to run the ball 60 times for the first four games and, you know, to just try to run people over and, and, and 
and uh, stay above water until Tom Brady does get back from his uh, from his four game suspension right. for Deflate Gate. So, did anyone see that thing by the way with Tom Brady? What he said about Peyton Manning? No. Where he was like, I guess he was like, uh, the the I guess the difference between me, between him and Peyton Manning is you'll see when his career is over after this year, and how he's just going to continue to basically light the league up because he's got seven or eight years left in him. Who said that? Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He, he actually said that? Yeah. Wow. Somewhere along those lines, he's like, you'll see why who's better, basically. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody's arguing the fact that Tom Brady's probably better. I mean, just based on championships. I mean, but my, my, uh, my reasons, going back to my top five, my reasons for, one, the Bengals being, uh, Bengals being not uh, repeat. It's just because they're, they're in a tough division. I mean, they're, they're dealing with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And, 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 and in the AFC North, there's four teams, and three out of the four teams last year made the playoffs. So one of them is bound yeah, to I just, make I it. I just think that Cincinnati is going to be the odd man out. Cowboys, the reason why the Cowboys don't make it is I just think that, uh, one... Because the chef likes them. Every, everything clicked <laughs> for them last year, and I just don't see them getting that same... I'm not going to call it luck, but that same good fortune. And the fact that they, you know, they, a lot of their, a lot of their wins were based on the fact of Demarco Murray just, you know, running crazy behind that line, and Demarco Murray's, in, in, you know, in Philly now, which is a rival. Are they going to be able to upkeep that that balanced offense that they had of run and pass without their rock in Demarco Murray, you know, running the ball, you know, or getting close? I, I don't know how many touches it was. Like well, close. I'm headed to Oxnard to try out. So <laughs> <laughs> close to 300 touches uh, for the year. Demarco Murray. He had like 328. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's yeah. Which that was a huge part of their offense. I mean, not only not only rushing but receiving as well. History Uh, says any running back who touches the ball over 300 times dips. Oh yeah, big time. Statistics, big time. But so can 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 uh was it Joseph Randall? Yes. Yeah, Joseph Randall. Yep. Joseph Randall and Darren McFadden. Could they? Could they? uh, (laughs) And and, uh, well, Lance Dunbar. (laughs) Can they sort of mask you know the hole that's going to be missing in their offense? I don't think so. That's why I cho- chose them not to make it as well as Carmen. Um, for the re- reason for the Panthers is the fact that I just don't see the Saints having another bad year with Sean Payton. Even with even with Jimmy Graham gone, I just think that Sean Payton's too good of a coach to go two bad seasons in a row. So that's why I think the Panthers will. The Panthers won't make. They're not good enough to make a wild card. Their only shot is to win that weak division. And I think that the Saints will. Who that will run over that division? Uh, Detroit. I just think the loss of. You know, and Dominican Sue and Nick Fairley is just going to be too much of that defense to handle. And, you know, they, a lot of, a lot of their points were generated from their defense because of that pressure that they'd get from interceptions and whatnot. So I see the Detroit Lions falling off and hopefully maybe the Bears taking that spot. And then the Denver Broncos just because Peyton Manning's a year older, new, new, uh, you know, new coach, new offensive coordinator. I just think too much, too much change is there. They lost Wes, Wes Welker as well. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, you're in a division with Kansas City who's going to be better and you, and San Diego. San Diego. I just don't see the, the Raiders who, you know, they've been the they've been the bottom of the barrel as far as NFL teams have gone the last, you know, probably decade or so. But, uh, you know, they've made some pretty significant improvements in, in Amari Cooper. And, you know, as much as we, you want to bash on the Raiders, you know, Derek Carr, their starting quarterback, had a pre, pretty decent year yeah, last year. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a legit quarterback. So. Um, but a question for you guys: If you're starting, because we're always about in the Scrap City Sports, we're always about starting teams and you know building organizations. Who would you have as your your head football coach? If you could choose any any co- current coach, who would Bill you choose? Bill Belichick. Bill. I would have to go. Uh, I would have to go Bruce Arians. Oh, Bruce Arians! I forgot. Yeah, that's good. But I actually I got I got one that's different than both of you guys. I'm going with Mike McCarthy. 
Yeah, that's hey, that's, that's not a bad going, one that's either, man. The Bruce Arians. I'm not a Belichick guy just because there's too much shadiness going on in New England to to believe that whatever he's doing there is legit and, and legal and all that good stuff between Spygate and yeah. Deflategate but isn't that, that isn't isn't that going on everywhere? That the Patriots just get caught because they're, they're just stupid <laughs> enough to get caught. <laughs> maybe, maybe but, uh, but that's what I'm saying though. Like I don't know. I just I've, I've never been. I'm fooled. sure every team is riding that fine line of of legal and illegal yeah, as far I, as I, NFL rules go. I'm not, I'm not debating that, but like I said, it's just my own my own thing. I just think that something's going to be found out. Like you know, you're going to find out like. Five years from now, Bill Belichick's been doing this thing wrong, and that's why hoping Brady was steroids. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, I just I'm not it's a fan. Really of, a hologram. I'm not a fan of way they, you know, how Bob Kraft thinks he's bigger than the league. I'm just not a fan of the, the Patriots organization. But I don't know. I, I I like the way the Packers run things. I mean, granted, they've had. Brett Favre, and now they have Aaron Rodgers, so it's kind of hard. a beat. I'll give them that. Man. Yeah, but I mean, they they, they they the way their organization is run, the way their coaching staff. I mean, and it's kind of odd because you know, as being Chicago Bears fans, except for Roy here. But it, there's there's not much to hate about the Green Bay Packers. I respect them. I, I mean, mean, I do. As much as I hate to say it, I respect the way they do business. As much as Cubs fans hate the Cardinals and, you know, Sox fans hate the Tigers and Blackhawks fans hate the Blues and Bulls fans hate, you know, whoever team LeBron's on, <laughs> you can't really say, you can't really say that you hate, bus. I mean, you can't really say they hate the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they're kind of... You got to respect them. There's well, no real well, D-bags on but, the team, to but be you, honest with but you. you. I mean... As a general bear, general Bears fans would all just claim that they hate the Packers, but I think a lot of that is to our previous conversation about you know real fans and you know people who just claim to watch football every every Sunday. Where I think most general football fans can uh, you know can can agree to respect the way that the Packers. If you don't like them, you respect the way they do business. I mean, they don't miss a beat, no matter what, who they've got under center, no matter who they've got at receiver, who's running back, they don't skip a beat, and they're always they're always. I think a you guys maybe think that's that's a a, a testament to fantasy football as far as as far as the hatred goes for the Green Bay Packers because. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers have won a lot of people fantasy football championships oh, in the city of Chicago. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, they're quick to draft them. I'll tell you oh that yeah, right now. for sure. So, um, I, I think that has a little bit to do with it. But uh, yeah, to your point, Carm. I mean, Bruce Arians. I mean, he took a putrid Arizona Cardinal team and made them. I, I, I you know, like I mentioned, uh, the AFC North last season had three of three teams in the playoffs out of the six in the AFC came out of the AFC North. I think that's going to be the case in the NFC West with, you know, Arizona, St. Louis, and uh, Seattle Seahawks, which kind of painstakes me to say because I don't really – anybody who knows me knows that I do not like the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> but um, I think they are in one of the toughest divisions in football, and uh, Bruce Arians is a big part of that. I mean, he's taken a bunch of no-name guys and made them, you know, an 11 Contenders, and 12-win teams, you know, respectively. So um, – you know, it just goes to show, you know, what good coaching can do. And, um, you know, guys who have, you know, except for maybe the most not- notable guy besides maybe, um, uh, who's a cornerback? I'm sorry, Patrick Peterson? Is yeah. It? Patrick Peterson. Carson Palmer, I mean, he was in the twilight of his career, kind of resurrected himself and then tore his ACL. So, um, that's just bad luck. Yeah. I mean, he did that in the, in the, in the playoffs for the Bengals too, right? Right. Exactly. Was it, it was against the Steelers? Yep. Yeah, got hit, yep. got hit towards ACL, and yep. boom, got wrenched, and there it went. And that, and the Bengals that year were were a heavy contender to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, there that was the, that was their last and final hope, probably to win to, to, to do that. So <laughs> after that, they were. But yeah, Bruce, Bruce Arians, he's kind of a. I mean, us Bears fans know 
you know, what we missed out on when we took, when the Bears hired do, yeah, Mark Tressman. Yeah, do you, have a, do you have like a time warp uh, sound effect that we can go back to? Because we can rewind <laughs> this thing three years and it'd be so much misery. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark Tressman. <laughs> Canadian football. I mean, I, I mean, granted, it's a, it's, a, it's a hindsight thing, but I mean, even at that time, I was like, what are you doing? If you have a shot of landing... Bruce Arians, who was the year previous year coach of the year, correct? Yeah, I mean, he came in for uh, Chuck Pagano when, when he had his, um, what was it, prostate cancer. I mean, you had an opportunity yep. to get that guy in your organization, and you chose an unproven guy from the CFL. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean good luck on. Good luck to the Baltimore Ravens. That's all I got to say. You know, we had to deal with that guy for two years, and, and, uh, and you know, his... Uh, Inept ability to coach a football team, to lead a football team, to lead a football team. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Carmen. To lead a football team, uh, but maybe he'll be better in a role that he doesn't have to be that guy. You know, they have John Harbaugh there, who is, you know, Obviously probably one of the coach. one of the best coaches, and yeah. probably should be in this conversation right now for you know a, a, a coach that you would start an NFL franchise with. Um, but I'm not starting an NFL franchise with any Harbaugh. <laughs> anyone seen anyone seen John Harbaugh lately? Or like read anything? Like see any of the documentaries or anything like that? Talking about John or Jim? I'm talking about I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh, but he's still a Harbaugh. His he's brother just, is his brother is certifiably crazy. Like he for sure is crazy. I mean, I was watching. I think him on Jim the, is a little bit more crazy than John. You don't hear much about John Harbaugh, but Jim is definitely he's got a. Jim was list. definitely hated. I, yeah, I, I was. I was. I was watching something on the Big Ten Network where they were interviewing him at some Big Ten press conference day. He is. I mean, just a look in his eyes, you could like he. If he wasn't a football coach, he'd be in a mental hospital. I'm 100 percent confident. <laughs> or that. a or a crazy serial killer, probably. Oh my god! But yeah, I, yeah. So what? What's everybody's expectations for the Bears this year? Anyone? Well, let's start off by saying that we don't even know if Kevin White's going to suit up for the Bears in the first maybe even two months of the season. So that's uh, that's not. Uh, by the way, that's not a good sign for the organization being a whole new one. Like he came out what was originally like he was some non serious shin problem, something shin splints. Like. Which I've had shin splints before, and they're quite uncomfortable. I don't know the severity of how mine were related to what Kevin White's hurt, if that's even what he has, but it's uncomfortable to say the least. And um, you know, if it's just shin splints, I can't imagine that, you know, a professional organization in the NFL like the Chicago Bears, who probably has, you know, world-class training staff and, and medical facilities, to not be able to relieve the shin splints and or, you know, completely resolve them um, in their their seventh overall pick in Kevin White, who they've sunk millions and millions of dollars in, to not be able to get this guy out on the field. But at the same time, you know, this may be could turn into like an Odell Beckham type thing where he didn't play the first four four weeks, I think, of the season and and came in and, and let the league let's, on fire. Wait, let's be, let's be clear about this Odell Beckham reference and Kevin White. The, Odell Beckham was an exception to the rule. The rule is that usually that happens, you're not going to be good. Odell Beckham was was a diamond in the rough as far as that's concerned. Yeah, but we saw, I mean, not even, you don't even look at Odell Beckham, but, you know, we saw kind of the impact of rookie receivers last year. You know what they had that they had in the league. I mean, you had Calvin Benjamin. You had um, full preseason. I understand that, but you know, you, you had other guys that were rookies that contributed heavily to their teams. Minor. The big major thing though is that Kevin White has not had a has not worked out with the team. That's a problem. I yeah, mean, no matter how, no matter problem. how that is a problem. But like like I mentioned, you know, Odell Beckham was able to do it. 
I mean, so that's not to say that Kevin White isn't cut from the same kind of mold that a guy like Odell Beckham was. And granted, he had uh, a two-time winning Super Bowl uh, quarterback throwing him the football and not Jake Cutler, a guy who's on the fringe of making my sandwich at Subway. So I don't know. I just think that the Odell Beckham case is, 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 a, is the exception to the rule, not the rule. And no, I understand that, but I'm just saying it's, it's not like he'd be breaking – you know, breaking a mold. I mean, there's already been, you know, it's already, he's already had that way paid for him by a guy like Odell Beckham. So it's, yeah, po- that's, it is possible for him to do this. But, However, but, it's not likely, but it is possible. You look at the, you look at the history though of, of NFL rookie receivers that do well and every single one of them has a full preseason, a full training camp to go off of. The, the Odell Beckham's the only one, and it happened last year, that's the only one that's missed significant time and then came back and did that. So, I don't know. I just I, like I said. I just think that he is the exception to the rule, and I, I I'd love to say that you know Kevin White, Kevin White, you know can can, can do the same thing. But I just I mean I put it at less than ten percent chance of that actually happening. Just just, just uh, I mean, it just kind of it, it, it the the thing that bothers me is that if it is just shin splints, why you could put him on the physically unable to perform list? You know, which he's he's guaranteed to be out six weeks. I think yeah, six weeks. So. That's what I'm saying. Like that's it's the, the Bears organization isn't starting off on the right foot as far as transparency is concerned. Considering he's the number one pick, what number seven overall? Yeah. I mean, be straight up with us. I mean, like, when have you ever got? I mean, when have you ever seen? In you know, even la- even if you just go off last year, when have you ever seen a guy not play? You know, a, a week of football due to shin splints. You know, never probably. <laughs> You've seen turf toe. I, yeah, yeah, that's that a different be, story, exactly. something like that, but. Shin splints, I you are you're able to still function with shin splints. It's just it's not comfortable. So that's why I'm just kind of I'm weary of the whole situation because I wonder if there's something actually bigger than shin splints. Because maybe I, they just don't want to put it out there just yet. I, you know I don't know. Um, it's 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 hard to say. It's just kind of it's kind of concerning to me as as a Bears fan and, and high expectations for Kevin White and and the Bears this season. Not high expectations, but. Improved expectations, I should say, um, for the Bears this season. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, and we'll see um, you know how this story develops, and um, you know where the Bears and Kevin White go from here. So uh, moving on from here, we we are going to what? What are you guys laughing at? We're we're we're, we're moving on to uh, our, our our heavyweight battle here in Bro vs. Bro, or are we not? No, oh, we, are. We, we are. We are. We are. We are. We got. We, we have are. to. Oh, here we go. Hey, brother. Hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey. Is that your final answer? Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This doesn't bode well for me. Christopher, Ro- Roy's, at the, Roy's welcome, at the Welcome, Roy, welcome. <laughs> If, Carm, I, if I lose, guys, conspiracy Carm's theory. 2 and 0 so far with me under. Christopher, can you turn the tide here a bit? Maybe. We are going to see, ladies and gentlemen, this bro versus bro segment. We're going to go into wild card baseball. Oh, boy. All right. And, you know, this, this is the time of the year where the wild card races heat up, right, guys? We were just talking about them, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right, we're going to test how great your knowledge is at wildcard teams. This is going to be a long... Now, just remember, it's either, either going to be a team or a player of that team that will be the answer. Or a couple other things, but we'll, we'll get this. All right? So, 
You got, you got score, Roy? I, I'm, oh, I got the score. I don't trust Chris for doing it. I got the score. <laughs> I don't trust Chris for I'm already winning one nothing. We got Carmen. Christopher, are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Sure. Let's get it on. Question number one. Background music? Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I wasn't ready. Everyone knows what MLB Wildcard Baseball is, the wildcard team, right? In what year... Was the Major League Baseball wildcard first implemented? Christopher, 1998. Wrong. Carmen, 1996. Wrong. You guys want the correct answer, obviously? Yes. 94. Oof. Oh, I, was, I thought 94 was like, no, there's, I didn't think wasn't, anything. No, wasn't the strike in 94, though? But they didn't finish '94. But it was implemented that year, though. Oh, I was thought it was like, no. I can't. Okay, <laughs> you didn't think nothing. All right, you got the wrong answer, just like me. In 1997, this team became the first wild card team to ever win the World Series. What was that team? '97. '97. They went into the to the playoffs as a wild card, and they won the whole damn thing. Oh, this is going to be one of those tight. This is going to be a one on one. In 97, you said, correct? 97. Can you give us a league? Christopher. (laughs) Go for it. Maybe maybe give the hint of the league first before he answers. That way we both have a legitimate shot at it. The National League. The Atlanta Braves. Wrong. The New York Mets. Nope. Come on, guys. The Florida Marlins. Oh. Don't you I, I knew. I knew the. I knew the Braves were all, the wrong answer before I even asked it, and before Karma said that. Don't you remember that, Gary Sheffield, yeah, Bobby yeah, Bonilla? That was the one they bought. But no, that was the, that was the, was the one, one recently. That was, yeah. that was the second one. My bad. All right, all right, man. Oh, for two guys. What's going on, man? All right. Question number three. The two thousand two Los Angeles. Well, at that time. Anaheim Angels, right? They won 99 games that year. Who did they go on to beat in the World Series? Carmen. Go. St. Louis Cardinals. No. Can you repeat the question? The 2002 Anaheim Angels won 99 games that year and were still a wild card team. But they went on to the World Series, and they won that World Series. What was the team they beat? I'll give you a hint. It was an NL team. Oh, thanks, Roy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Phillies. Wrong. Guys, what's going on? The San Francisco Giants, uh, man. Remember Barry Bonds' is one and only trip to the series? Yeah. Uh, this all is right. Brutal. This is bad. All right. Question four. The 2003 Florida Marlins, once again, a wild card team to make the World Series, right? What two pitchers led the way to beat the New York Yankees? Oh, <laughs> I can, man. I know one of them. <laughs> Got to give you two. Even though one of them might get like a half a point just so we can get something on the board here, man. I know the guy, but I can't think of his name. <laughs> I know where he went after the Marlins. 
It's two of them, though. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I think I may have the second one if he was on the team. Give it a shot. I don't know the first one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know one of them. I know for sure one of them. If you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> How about, can we, can we go one of them? Can we just go one of them, not two of them? All right. Christopher. Go. Brad Penny. Got it. Got it. Who's the that other one, one backfired on no, you. No, that one. That, that one. That, I wouldn't have known Red Penny though. Who was the other one? Josh Beckett. That was oh, who I, was, I, I knew. It, I, I knew it was a guy. Name. I knew it was a guy with the. Uh, he went the to tickler. the Boston Red Sox after the. Exactly. Josh Beckett that's had a one point one zero ERA. That's, that's, prob- that that's probably offense. the. That's probably the nail in the coffin. Christopher with one on the board. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. This one's an easy one. If you guys don't get this, I'm stopping. <laughs> right. spoke too soon. <laughs> what 2004 wild card team overcame a 3-0 series deficit? Carmen, go for it. Boston Red Sox. You got it. Oh. Against the and Yankees. we're tied against the Yankees. <laughs> All right. All right. Over the last ten years, there's only been one wild card team to win the World Series. They did it in a dramatic Game Seven fashion. Who was that team? Christopher, go for it. San Francisco, San Francisco Giants. Nope. Carmen, St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. You got it. How many questions we got? Uh, including the bonus, there's four left. All right. This wild card team became the first ever to win a division series in 1996. First wild card team to ever actually win a division series. Because before that, they all just lost, obviously. In what year? I'll give you a hit. AL East. Ooh. 96. Carmen. Go for it. Baltimore Orioles. Yep. Carmen. <laughs> Christopher, you're fading, bro. You're Cal fading. Ripken. Was that Cal Ripken? Yeah, that was Cal Ripken's year. Yep. I was like thinking that was a huge gamble to go first because if I got it wrong, it eliminated. All right, come on. This was an easy one, too, all right? The 97 Marlins, right? They won the World Series as a wild card team. Who delivered the game winning base hit? Carmen. Go for it. Gary Sheffield. Nope. Derek Lee. Derek, Derek, 97? Yeah, no, was he on the team? No. No, that was 03. He was on the team. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I was probably close. You guys want the answer? Sure. Edgar Renneria. Uh, I was don't you remember Sheff- he, Sheffield was on the team then. He was on the Sheffield first was on the team, yeah. Okay. Right. But don't you remember Renneria hit the base and up the middle, correct council scored? No, no, I do not. <laughs> All right, well, we're down to two questions. You guys just want to answer them for fun. I think, oh, well, you have a shot. Got, he has a I shot. Got a yeah. shot. You got a shot. All right. This 2005 wildcard team made the World Series, but were swept. Carmen. Houston Astros. Really, Christopher? Really? Dude, my baseball knowledge Good night. Is- <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, actually, there's two questions. Well, just for yeah, craps and good Yeah, we'll just throw them out there. Why not? Which were the only wildcard teams to ever meet in the World Series? There's three of them. Three, three, three sets? teams. Three teams that actually met. One of them played in both in two World Series, but three teams, that, three wild card teams, have only ever played each other in the World Series. The Giants, Dodgers. Come on, I named them all in here, man. Cardinals, nope. Marlins, nope. Them are they actually played a division winner? So these wild these these teams were started off as a wild card and met in the World Series. We just had one of them out. The Orioles? No, we just had one of them last year for crying out loud. I don't even know. Oh, the Royals. There you go. There's one more. 
Sorry. You guys want it? Yes. Angels. Angels Giants was another wild card World Series. <sighs> All right, this is an easy one. In 1998, the Cubs and Giants played a game 163 tiebreaker. Well, actually, this isn't an easy one. Who was the starting pitcher for the Cubs at wild card in that 163 game? In what year? 98. Greg Maddox? No. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Uh, what's his he name? He isn't a household name, so it's a tough one. He, uh, no, what's his name? Yeah, the Giant Cavs. What's his name? What? Just Ducky Incident. What was his name? He went, he, he, he went to college at USC. I'm not sure about that, but... I, Matt Leinart. Who was the guy who was pitching uh, the, the Bartman game? That was that was 03. This is no, I know, I know, but who was on the mound? That was, uh, For, what's his name? Pryor, wasn't it? Yeah. No, oh, that's not the answer then? No. That's what I was thinking. Steve Traxel. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. boy. He was like 95 well, years old. Carmen continues on with the Roy hosting the show. Three 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 There's an asterisk <laughs> on these three wins, by the way. Hey, those are some tough ones. If you don't know your baseball, no kidding, no kidding, man. What was the final score in that? Three to one, four to one, four to one. I got four correct. Four correct. <laughs> four correct. That's surprising. I thought two would win it. <laughs> yeah, that you opened up the floodgates after like question five. That's when it got a little easier. All right. Well, I guess it's that time of the show since we're way overdue, but it was fun uh, with Mike time. So uh, why don't we start this off with Chef Roy and Mike time? You know, my Mike time is going to be playing as simple today, man. We were just talking about the NFL Hall of Fame, and um, I just want to give a big ups to Charles Haley. He's, you know, probably one of the best defensive ends to ever do it. Three Super Bowl titles with the Cowboys, two with the Niners. I mean, the guy was just a class act. You know what I mean? He's just a monster at his position. You're talking career-wise, you know, 498 tackles, 100 and a half sacks, and uh, two interceptions and 26 forced fumbles. I mean, the, the numbers speak for themselves. The guy gave an amazing speech. You know, he's pretty funny and just a classy guy. And from what I hear, he actually did a pretty good Jerry Jones impersonation. I missed that part, but... I mean, big ups to him and congratulations, man. He earned it. He's one of the few dudes that could actually say they earned it, and he's a monster. Congratulations. I'm going to take my time to uh, say, uh, curious to know how this uh, new new rule changes in the NFL are going to go. I just read a report today from uh, Connor Hughes, a, a sports columnist, and he had, he had mentioned something about the NFL announces that when a fight fight breaks out, any player that does not leave does not leave the area instantly is subject to fine, and that includes the peacemakers. Which I think is a very bold move for the NFL. I mean, it could be it could be for just the money and you know whatever else, or it could be for the good of the game because I mean nobody likes to see fights. I mean, I don't want my son to watch a bunch of grown men fighting with helmets right. on, and especially how big they are. So I think props to the NFL for hopefully it being a, a legit, real good reason for you know for to clean up the game and not just some sort of way to grab money back from the players. And uh, so uh, you know, time will tell how the rule actually affects the game and whatnot. But I, like I said. Hopefully that cleans up the game and props to the NFL for the idea of it. Definitely. I know, and as we are coming on the cusp of the NFL season, I just want to say how excited I am uh, for the NFC, NFL season to kick off tonight uh, with the first preseason game in the, in the Hall of Fame game, like I had, had already stated, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this is a very, uh, very anticipated time of the year for everybody, ex- including uh, all of the fantasy footballers out there, which I know there's millions and millions of them, uh, including all of us three at this uh, in this podcast here. Welcome right to the to, to the fantasy. What is it? Fantasy fools. Fantasy duds. Fantasy duds. <laughs> but boys, uh, boys coming to a league near you. Yeah, and uh, also I just want to throw this out there as well. I don't know if anybody got any guys saw this uh, article about the modern-day NBA Jam 
uh, rosters, which uh, this needs to happen because the NBA Jam, like we've mentioned many and many of times before, uh, we have tournaments here at the Kenilworth Studios. Yeah, that's near and dear to the Scrap City family, just so you guys know. <laughs> but uh, the rosters look pretty good. If you, if, you, if you put any three or four four players from current day rosters uh, out there in a video game style, uh, unrealistic game like NBA Jam where you could just <laughs> rain threes from about anywhere, I think even Joakim Noah's probably got like a like a ninety percent <laughs> three flaming them. Just yeah, uh, somebody's got to make that happen. So uh, top of my head, LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving would be scary. True. Well, you you look at the other uh, the other side of the thing where you got Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and uh, and Draymond Green, which would also be pretty lethal since every single one of them could hit threes and this or dunk the ball. The three three pointers is very lethal in that. Yeah, I mean what well, it probably do, is probably not going to happen only for the simple fact that you couldn't legitimately play with Stephen Curry because the unrealisticness of NBA Jam that you could hit like three pointers with like David Robinson, you know, <laughs> Stephen Curry would he would go like 44 for 44 from three point oh, which yeah. is complete half court which would be real in an actual NBA game because sure. I mean, what, what do we he hit at one point like seventy nine straight threes yep. in a in a practice or whatever? Monster. So, um, anyways, we just want to say from Scrap City Sports, uh, if you guys can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter uh, at Scrap City Sports. I know I don't plug this enough when I am the host and Josh yells at me when uh, when he listens to this, but um, if you guys can't follow us, like I said. Uh, on Facebook and on Twitter at Scrap City Sports and uh, on our website www.scrapcitysports.com uh, for all your Chicago sports needs. Uh, once again, this is Christopher, uh, Chef Roy, and Carmen saying thank you very much for listening and uh, enjoy your time. Peace. He shot over 300%. Hey, what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here, it belongs out there. You, what 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 you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you smell what the rock is cooking. You want to see all your hamburgers right now? What? Lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming to your house and your hamburgers. Eat the frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them. Cause I am the hamburger. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you very good. See you next time. That's all, folks. Au revoir. Au revoir. Ciao. Ding dong Get the hell out of here.